This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, June 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a decision to make mask wearing optional is causing controversy in a Bucks County school district. The Council Rock School Board voted 7-1 to 1 Thursday night to lift the mandatory mask mandate in its schools, affecting more than 11,000 students and their families immediately. Texts were going out at 10-15 at night to parents for things that were starting the very next day, and I don't think that's a good process, said Denise Brooks, who was the only school board member to vote no on the measure. School board president Ed Solomon said in a statement the vote to make masks optional was done in reliance on the opinions and recommendations publicly expressed by the director of Bucks County Health Department and following consultation with our solicitor. These buildings are full of unvaccinated children. They need to be masked, said Michael Howes, who has three children in the district. He started a petition with nearly 500 signatures against the vote. He's also keeping his kids virtual. He says he doesn't feel safe with them in school. Nobody under the age of 12 can even be vaccinated and nobody under the age of 16 can possibly have a full immune response, even if they got it on the first day until June 16th, he said. Others, however, say it's easier to learn instead of having to be stuck in the building for seven hours straight wearing a mask. The school board's decision does go against the most recent Pennsylvania guidance for schools, which includes mandatory mask wearing. You know, there's a lot of learning left uh, to do with, what, a week left in school, maybe? Yeah. And you can't learn? Less. I think they're done on Friday. Pretty sure they're done this Friday. Oh, my God. (laughs) Come on, man. I was going to ask, Just how much, on how and, much school is left? Err on the side of safety. This is it. This, is it. this is week, it. we're yeah. done this week. However, no. I, I, will say, I will say, <laughs> I got an end of, end of school year uh, annoyance, and I'm not, like, ever a parent to, like, I don't think I've ever emailed the school a complaint ever, and uh-huh. I, was, I was, like, almost ready. I'm like, I think I, think I want to email them and <laughs> I think say we something. I one last night. <laughs> uh, well, so, there's... Local broadcaster Kathy Romano went on a rampage. <laughs> well, listen, no, and, and listen, it's third grade. I get it. I do understand it. But I will say, so there's there's Known multiple. A helicopter mother, Kathy Romano, exerts incredible control over her children. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, we're definitely helicopter yeah. parents. I will admit to that. But listen, I just let me just tell you quickly. Right. Let me know what you think. So there's a number of elementary schools in the district. Don't you think that all of them should be doing the same thing? So there are end of school um, activities. There's field day. There's graduation. There's well, things like that. Yeah. So one of the elementary schools is doing field day today. But Jace was, like, so disappointed that he wasn't having field day. And I I thought all the schools weren't having it. So I find out one school's having it. We're having sort of like a uh, little, like, family picnic, but no graduation. But a different school is having a graduation, all within the same district. Wouldn't you have all of the schools do the same thing? I I don't know. Your husband would know more about that than I. I'm like, don't you think? I, I I don't know. I I, I always thought that Dennis? that, that well, elementary no. schools were a little more individual. You know what I mean? Well, I know, he, even though they're in the same district. But. I did, of course, ask Dennis, and he yeah. said to me, "I told my elementary school principals, do you guys figure it out? But do the same thing. Make well, sure you're you're on the same page, and everybody's doing the same thing." Because he said, "This is what happens now. People are finding out one school's having field day, and the other isn't." When I was growing up, all of my schools adopted the the um, the philosophy of being the worst possible school to attend. <laughs> So there was uniformity Wait, in that. Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. you went to bad schools? <laughs> yeah, one right after another. Aww. Well, I was always the new kid in town, to quote a famous So, yeah. Kath, what was your email going to say? Why aren't we having field day if <laughs> if Ridge Park is having field day? Exclamation What's with the goddamn field day? Double exclamation point. 
I have an upset child here. He uh, wanted field day. I'm trying to make French toast here, and I have to be worried about that. And you wouldn't let me in select choir, and I still am not. Have you heard me sing? <laughs> no, that was Mrs. Worst in fourth grade. Mrs. Worst was the worst. And now you're Mrs. Best. How about that? Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told her. In your face, bitch. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so it's it's a great school district. We do love it. But except I was, for this, I was except for that. <laughs> I was a little annoyed with that. Okay, moving on. The city of Philadelphia will hold a sweepstakes this summer with prizes up to $50,000 to help encourage residents to get a COVID-19 vaccine. <clears throat> and people living in some undervaccinated zip codes will have an advantage over others. A total of 36 vaccinated Philadelphians will win cash prizes, Mayor Jim Kenney announced on Monday. The prizes will be awarded during three drawings to be held on June 21st, July 6th, and July 19th. Residents must have a vaccination before the date of the drawing. So in each of the three drawings, six individuals will win $1,000, four individuals will win $5,000, and two individuals will win $50,000. The sweepstakes are including these special incentives to encourage vaccination in Philadelphia's least vaccinated communities. Didn't Illinois give away like did they? Ohio, Ohio did. Ohio did. Ohio. And then another state uh, followed suit as well. I can't remember. Lotteries. Yeah. 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 So if you were vaccinated, you were able to or eligible to win a million dollars. What's with that? <laughs> we're not even having field day. And it's a state. We don't even have field day. They have millions of dollars. We're all states in the same country. <laughs> Half of the should women. that be a national thing? Field day. <laughs> it should be. Dude, Listen, I, I just all re- the businesses let out, and you do hopscotch. I was I saying. I still remember it as a kid. Like that sure. was like an awesome. Day. I told Preston a couple of weeks ago. I want to nice. have a field day because. We, you guys were talking about it uh, when I was going to a funeral. There, you guys had some story about field, field day. day. Yeah. And I was like, dude, the obstacle course on field day was everything to me. <laughs> and all it was is like you ran through a couple of hoops. <laughs> you, you slid through a, a, a refrigerator box. But I didn't care. It was like, dude, this is like it's the Olympics. It was everything oh, to yeah. me. I still have my field day trophy. trophy? <laughs> when I won, I every now and then I'll take a picture of it and I send it to my grade school friends. I go, Do you know, I was... I came in first place. Oh, you did sort of get to relive it during yeah. one of the drunk days. And nah. that, but that ended yeah. poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't no, remember. It <laughs> poorly. It ended with my neighbor hosting, uh, hosting me down. off in, in nothing but a jock strap. He was, covered in ice, he was covered in ice cream, if you don't yeah. remember. Everyone <laughs> that was just kind of the thing they did on Fridays. Yeah. And I'm a, a Cass passed away a couple of months ago, and I'm at her funeral, and... and her children brought that up to me as oh, if God. that was this lady lived to 91 years old. And that was one of the highlights of her <laughs> life. My was not, hosing you down. Dude, uh, well, I mean, that's it great. Was I get very it. hilarious. But yeah. I was like, I was like, I wasn't no. going to bring that up. I wasn't going to bring that <laughs> up. I was going to say that. I, I hosing that naked boy up. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> he was covered in ice cream. He said he tried to strangle his co-worker. <laughs> Uh, and then he ran him. his naked yeah. ass down Philadelphia insurance windows. <laughs> Remember Field Day? Aww. Remember? Remember Field Day? <clears throat> All right, half of the winners from each drawing will come from what va- vaccine lottery officials are referring to as selected zip codes within the city. To qualify as a selected group, the zip code has to rank among the 20 zip codes with the lowest vaccination rate. The NBA announced Monday evening that Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia 76ers have each been fined $75,000 for a tweet Maury posted last week about Golden State Warriors superstar Stephen Curry. Maury, Philadelphia's president of basketball operations,
operations was hit with the fine because it violated the league's anti-tampering rules, which prohibits executives from talking about players on opposing teams. The league said the Sixers were also fined uh, due to Maury's conduct. Maury's tweet, join him with a picture of an Instagram post by Curry about his brother Seth, the starting shooting guard for the 76ers. Maury attempted to explain himself in a subsequent tweet writing that he was talking about the fact that we are thrilled that Seth, Seth Curry is here with the Sixers and nothing else, he says. Stephen Curry's post about his brother came in the wake of Seth scoring a playoff career-high 30 points in Game 5 of the Philadelphia's first-round series with the Washington Wizards. But apparently this isn't the first time he was fined uh, before. He, he mm. wrote something. Uh, it was back on December 20th, and he was fined $50,000. Yeah, uh, and that was... I mean, it's a drop in the bucket for, for these people, but still... It's still fifty thousand dollars for crying out loud. It's seventy-five thousand dollars now. But you see him sitting here holding the phone, going fifty thousand. Must must tweet. Must tweet. And he's an executive. He's not a player. So one hundred twenty-five grand is not a drop in the bucket. That's a lot of money. Still, and it was the same thing. It it, uh, violated the anti-tampering policy. Yeah. Well, how 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 high up is he in the? uh... He's the director of basketball operations. He's not making the the money that players are making. Hundreds of millions. All right, in sports this morning. The Sixers return to the court for game two of their second round series against the Atlanta Hawks. Tip off the set for 7.30. There were two playoff games in the NBA last night. The Nets easily beat the Milwaukee Bucks, winning 125-86 to in Brooklyn. The Nets now lead that series two games to none. In the Western Conference, the Suns beat the Denver Nuggets in Phoenix, 122-105 to in game one of that series. Last night in the NHL, the Montreal Canadiens swept the Winnipeg Jets in their second round series, winning 3-2 in overtime and taking the series in four straight games. The New York Islanders beat the Boston Bruins 5-4 and are now up three games to two. And the Phillies were off last night. They opened up a three-game series against the Atlanta Braves tonight at the ballpark. Drew Smiley will get the start for the Braves. Aaron Nola will start for the Phils. Game time is scheduled for 7.05. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. I know uh, Casey just stepped out of the studio, but you guys should all check your phones right now. Because he sent us a picture of his field day trophy. It's beautiful. First place. <laughs> it says OLPH. Field Day, 1984, Grade Five, oh first God. place, and it's See? a it's a, it's an Olympian holding a torch in the air, and he still has it. He still has it. I want to tell you that's a better trophy than I won on my little league team when we won the championship. Really? Yeah, it's like half the size. The championship trophy for an entire season <laughs> of play is only half the size of his Field Day trophy. Yeah. That's because this is a prestigious uh, yes. event here, the the OLPH. Field I mean, it, it's, it was the culmination of the entire school year. A, a lifetime's worth of training. And yeah. if my memory serves me correctly, that's not the only time I won field day. Like, mm-hmm. I was a uh, two- or three-time champion. Oh, wow. You're yeah, a goat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my buddies, they were like, yeah, well... <laughs> They try to minimize my accomplishments by saying, well, you know, oh, all he had to do was, like, throw a styrofoam pay, uh, airplane or whatever. I'm like... Yeah, but I beat you at it. Yeah. So okay. Loser. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we don't want to embarrass you any further with all these no, accolades no, we're throwing at you. We'll just move along and, <laughs> and, and um, we'll we'll talk again at the unveiling of the statue. We uh we'll mention that we have a couple of guests on the program today. We have uh there's a National Geographic documentary special called An Explorer's Life, and it's all about the gentleman named Bob Ballard. He is the guy who discovered the Titanic. 
Bismarck, like a whole bunch of shipwrecks. He's a legend. This is the first in the series. Number two is Field Day Champion. Oh, uh, which wow. Is a, Bob uh, Bellard, yeah. Field Day Champion. <laughs> he will be joining us at 745, so we're looking forward to talking to him. An early interview. Normally, we go late with our interviews. We will be talking to our buddy Ian LaPerriere, who is now uh, the head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah, we're happy for Lappy, so we'll talk to him. Uh, happy for Lappy. Happy for... We'll do that around <laughs> I can't make my yeah. All right, and then we need to uh, reveal who the winner is of the coolest teacher of the year from Quaker Town High School. All so right. uh, the votes are in, and we asked uh, the students to text in, let us know who they thought the coolest teacher was in the past year, and they certainly let us know. So here we go with the announcement, ladies and gentlemen. Awarding coolest teacher to Mister Kurt Amen. It might be Amen. I'm not sure, but it's spelled Amen. Kurt Amen. That is right. He is a science teacher at Quakertown High School, and uh, he's a graduate of Q-Town as well. Is he our first science teacher? 2006. No, we had a biology teacher, okay. remember? Uh, well, that's not science. Uh, so <laughs> he taught at cyber schools, plus elementary, middle, and high schools, voted public cyber schools teacher of the year, and he's a STEM educator and all this great stuff. Uh, one thing that we did find out about uh, Quakertown is that their softball team advanced to the state quarterfinals last night. Whoa! So they're in a good mood. Nice. Uh, so congratulations, Mr. Kurt Amen. We are going to set you up with the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. We're also going to give you tickets to the MMRBQ and put you in the Coolest Teacher uh, section. And we're also going to give you a uh, $25 gift card. Uh, to Acme Market. That's awesome. Well. So that is great from the students. So what's going on here? We're gesturing. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, I didn't know what was. Something I had no idea up? what was gestured. Uh, it says coolest teacher Kurt Amen singing "Heal the Night uh, Axe." I don't know. He's uh, th- apparently we have uh, audio. audio Let's sing. hit it. Here we go. What's that feeling? Musician, I guess, right, Marissa? And I, I don't know what you're. He's gesturing that. This information is here somewhere. Uh, oh, formerly the vocalist for a local band, Heal the Night. And the song Axe is in the Vox Pro, so that's what this okay. is. So there you go. This is him performing. All right, good stuff. So hopefully we will hear from Mr. Amen at some point this morning after 7 o'clock. So tell him to give us a call if you want to alert him to the fact that he won. So his Twitter handle is at NMSAmen, and he is a science teacher. And his pinned tweet is a science experiment that's something like we would do on Science Day. He likes playing with fire, which is Pretty badass, you know. I'm a big and I fire fan. When, well, when you'd have a science teacher that would make it practical and show you stuff that you could actually do in the science world, yes, I, that was, those were the best teachers. Yep, excellent. I, I hated just general knowledge. So I wanted to see things burn. <laughs> so with that, uh, we now need to draw a new school. Whose turn? Me. Make your turn. Whoa. All right, oh. get our drum roll, please. And let's see who we get next. Remember, we only have today, tomorrow, and then Thursday, and we're done. So three more, and that's it. We are heading back to New Jersey for Cinnaminson High School. Oh! All right, Cinnaminson High School, we put it up to you. You just need to let us know. It's very easy for you to vote. You text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send you a voting link. That's it. Or you can go to PrestonAndSteve.com, and there's a voting link there as well. So Cinnaminson High School in Cinnaminson, New Jersey. 
You have until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning to place your vote. So do that now. Let them know in the front office, and uh, they'll hopefully put the word out. And the more votes, the more accurate of a uh, tally we'll get. So uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. I got a whole bunch of entertainment stories, a stupid question. We'll give some things away. Be right back with it. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question prize is a four pack of tickets for the Gold Over America tour. So that's Simone Biles, most decorated gymnast of all time, heading to uh, Athleta Presents Gold Over America tour at the Wells Fargo Center. It's going to be November 5th. So the question that I have for you. I was watching uh, Ant-Man the other day. Yes. And I jotted down this little thing. So, uh, uh, Louis, Louis uh, pretends to be a security guard at PIMCO. <laughs> he wanted to whistle a song. Scott didn't want him to. He ends up whistling a song anyway. You see, if you were paying attention, what song was that? Two one five two six three wmmr Let's see if you happen to know. It's just something that I paid attention to, and I was like, you know what? That, that was pretty clever. So what song is Lewis uh, pretend or is he whistling when he's pretending to be a security guard? Two one five two six three WMMR. That's the number. Today's Tuesday, June 8th. We'll go through some birthdays. Waiting for your answer. Boz Skaggs has his birthday today. I got to see him in concert when really? they did the New York Rock and Soul Review press. It was a great lineup. It was um, Donald Fagan from Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. Walter Becker had come back. They weren't officially touring as Steely Dan. But there was Michael McDonald, know, Michael McDonald and Phoebe Snow and yeah. a whole collection of people. Boz Skaggs was one of the uh, the guests. It was awesome. He brought us uh, Lowdown and the, the Lido Shuffle, his biggest yeah, yeah. by far. He's uh, celebrating his 77th birthday today. Uh, then you have Scott Adams. He is the guy who created Dilbert. Dilbert. Oh. And he is uh, 64 years old. The sure. perennial office worker, right? Yep. I'm sure he made a nice bank off of that. Uh, Juliana Margulies, the actress. I uh, first saw her in ER. You had a crush on her big time. I did, man. Yeah. I used to have pictures. We had these lockers at Y100, little little lockers <laughs> yeah, to keep yeah. your stuff in. I had a picture of Juliana Margulies in there from a, a magazine. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and she's... I used to like to hang pictures up of pretty girls. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You never watched The Sopranos, though, did you, Press? I did not. She had a. Um, she fell in love with Christopher, and then she ended up banging Tony for a little bit, and uh, she Ew. was a, a bit of a junkie. Yeah, okay. but... She was super sexy in it. Like she, Ooh. yeah, she had. Ooh. She had. I know. <laughs> I know. So there's a few. Epi- there's an episode arc that you would enjoy. Uh, so she turns uh, 55 uh, today. Nancy Sinatra, oh. Frank's daughter. These boots were made for walking. Big hit, super yeah. hit. She had another hit, and I forget the name of it. Uh, These sandals were made for trotting. They did a. They did a duet of. Um, what was Saying it? something stupid like I love you. Oh, that's uh, it. And then I go and spoil it all by saying, saying something stupid like I love yes, you. Yes, I think I you're did. right. So yeah. those two, I know they did that together, uh, but I'm, I'm not sure of any other hits. This was the song that made the transition from boot camp, I believe, in uh, Full Metal Jacket when they went from boot camp to Vietnam. Yep. It was boot camp. Cool yeah, yeah, the, uh, uh, she's also in that movie that we recommend many times, The Wrecking Crew. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. talks about the hoodie. Uh, she turns 81 today. Nancy, 81. Happy birthday. Uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans, he's been in our studio here before. And it must have been three years ago because I think it was on his it was. 60th it was. birthday yeah. when uh, he was here. And I forgot. Was, there are so many... There are so many people in that family, yes. I forget who all has stopped by here. We've had Damon come by, or yeah. we've had... Uh, Not uh, Damon, Damon, but Damon Jr. Damon Jr. has come by here before. Marlon. Sean. Sean. So, Kim? Uh, I think Kim has come in, yes. Uh, I, but I think Sean was with him the day he was in for his birthday. But yeah. it was pretty cool, because yeah. we were like, wow, we're like the... The guy who, who got guy. the ball rolling. He was great. And he's the oldest of the crew, and it was his 60th birthday, and he was a really nice guy. So happy 63rd to Keenan Ivory and Wayans. Uh, Lindsey Davenport, the tennis player, is 45 years old. I love this guy's name in here, and I actually I need to go download a song because I forgot about this band. A gentleman named Mick Hucknall was the lead singer of the band Simply Red. Oh, yeah. I right. love Simply Red. Yeah. Holding back the years. Oh, that's it. Yeah, okay. Remember that tune? Yes. yes. They, they had a they had a handful of songs, but real soulful, uh, real blue eyed soul. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He had, um, a, he had a big like a big mop of red hair. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Uh, Mick Hucknell is uh, sixty one today, or Hucknall is his last name. Be, at this age, it might be time to change that haircut, Preston. We have a picture of him, obviously, recently. Uh, he's got a yeah, a bit of a mop on his head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. I didn't know she was Welsh. Oh, did I? it says Welsh singer. Do you have any Welsh in you? Bonnie Tyler. I don't. I, I don't know. Would you like <laughs> I to? I do. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. She is, uh, wow, she's 70 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Nick Rhodes, keyboardist from Duran Duran, uh, turns 59 years old. I, I think I've told the story. I got to meet them one time. Right. Uh, and I was when I went out to shake Nick Rhodes' hand, I thought I was going to get the dead fish because he's he's kind of a, a, a flighty guy. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of, you know, like this. Right. But he had a really firm grip, and I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. They were so great in concert, Did man. he say, put that away and then bear hug you? Uh, no, he should have. <laughs> but uh, he's uh, 59 years old today. Uh, always Doug Duran Duran. My first favorite band. Uh, Duran Duran? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was the one where I was like, oh, my God, I know all the band members' names. Right. And, you know, and, and it was uh, probably right around the time. After this album, because this, this song came out uh, on an album before... Yeah, like that had wolf. like reflex and yep. hunger like the wolf. But the reflex, that was the song. That was the like, song of the guy. Oh yeah, this is the one that got me. Rio, yeah, that's the one that's it's still my favorite. Uh, and then the last birthday, Derek Trucks of the Allman Brothers Band. Wow, uh, he turns. It says forty two today. No. Yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, so that's uh, Derek Trucks. Is he's uh, he's younger. He's he's the one of the Allman Brothers' sons. Oh, okay. all, right. all right, yeah. Well, happy forty. So today. of the Tedeschi Trucks Band these days. Uh, and then the last birthday, I didn't have him on my list, but Nick found it. Frank Grillo! Oh! Our buddy Frank Grillo. We were supposed to have him in the studio. Tomorrow. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, unfortunately, they had to cancel the tour. But uh, he is in that. It's the Hitman's other Wife, brother's wife's sister's, sister's dry cleaner. Dry cleaner. Dry cleaners. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hairdressers. Uh, bodyguards. Frank's awesome. We love having him on. Uh, and you know what he's doing? Because he's up He's up there, relatively speaking, in, in, in you know action guy years. But he maintains a regimen that keeps him in super shape. I, I think he he lives for it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. like his life is all about his body. So yeah. uh, he celebrates his birthday. Fifty six. Happy birthday, man! Fifty six. Yeah, man. Wow, he looks phenomenal. <laughs> all right, we'll see if we can get an answer <laughs> to this uh, stupid question. Uh, in Ant Man, Luis pre- pretends to be a security guard 
He's whistling a song. What song is it? 215-263-WMMR is the number. Our first caller in was John, so I'm going to go to him. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, John, what song is he whistling in the movie? It's a small world after all. There you go. And because Ant-Man is tiny, it makes a lot of sense. So hang on, John. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Gold Over America Tour. Simone Biles, the most decorated gymnast of all time headlines, Athleta presents Gold Over America Tour at the Wells Fargo Center on November 5th. And it's a, it is a new high-energy gymnastics meets pop-up concert spectacle. You can get tickets at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. It was what you would see when you walked into Disney World, uh, Disneyland, Preston. The first thing you would see is the It's a Small World exhibit. Really? And this song was blaring. Of course. And most people wanted to turn around at that point. Right. Okay, so let's start with this. While some are claiming that uh, Prince Harry... And Meghan Markle's decision to name their daughter Lilibet in Lilibet. honor of the Queen as an insult. Page Six reports that Harry called his grandmother to get the green light first. So uh, the 36-year-old is close to his grandmother <clears throat> despite having quit the royal family. Insiders tell Page Six uh, this is in stark contrast to Angela Levin, a royal commentator, uh, who told Good Morning Britain that their decision was, quote, quite rude. Uh, a Buckingham Palace spokesperson released a statement Sunday expressing the, tr- the uh, family's delight, written on behalf of the Queen, Prince Charles and Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, and Prince William and Kate Middleton. Well wishes and gifts from royals are reportedly rolling in. William and Kate sent the uh, gift, according to uh, sent them a gift, uh, according to Us Weekly. Uh, many are seeing Lilibet as a reason for the royal family to present a positive, united front, and perhaps heal after a rough few months. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Uh, where, the, where are they registered for the baby president? Is it TJ Maxx? I think it's, uh, <laughs> or was it Marshall's? Marshall's, sure, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Megan's estranged father, Thomas, actually spoke out and told the Daily Mail, I'm very pleased. I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm very pleased I'm... with the announcement of the safe and healthy delivery of my new granddaughter, and I wish her and her mother all my love and best wishes. Listen, from, as far as Megan herself, I hate her, but the kid has no issue with that. And welcome to the earth. Uh, <laughs> <Where is my> <laughs> welcome to the earth. <laughs> Thomas and Megan have reportedly not spoken since her marriage uh, to Harry in 2018. Her mother, uh, Doria, is reportedly staying at their Montecito home to help them adjust to life with a newborn toddler. And she also helped when Archie arrived in 2018. Do you think the Queen might try to orchestrate a reunion between Thomas Markle and Megan? Like, invite oh, my God. And, like, why are we being so whack? Yeah, you yeah. Know? So whack. <laughs> the Queen is the mediator <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, in this yeah, whole yeah. thing? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We'll have to see. Hey, uh, I I hadn't mentioned this story yet because I wanted to wait uh, to see how this kind of played out. But a week after uh, resurfaced photos resulted in an online uproar accusing The Office and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt star Ellie Kemper of being, quote, a KKK princess, (laughs) uh, the actor has issued a detailed Instagram apology. Now, I... I have a history with this. So she's from St. Louis. Right, right. And there's this thing called the Veiled Prophet, okay? So the, the it, it's VP for short. And so the VP Fair was the biggest party of the year in that city. And I was always uh, at the VP Fair. My band played the VP Fair. Okay. So it's a big deal. A big gala. It's, well, no, it's the Welcome America. Oh. It's, uh, it's a citywide. It's huge. Massive party. It's wow. huge. All right. So the VP, the Veiled Prophet, is behind that. It's this weird little organization that I, growing up in that city, 
never knew anything about it. I just knew it was a party. That's all yeah. there is to it. And that's yeah. pretty much what everybody thought of. So the brouhaha began when newspaper photos from 1999 emerged of Kemper being named Queen of Love and Beauty at the former Veiled Prophet Ball in her native St. Louis. It was renamed Fair St. Louis in 1992 uh, because of longstanding charges of the Veiled Prophet group's racism and elitism and because of a notorious image celebrating a quote-unquote Veiled Prophet, which was this person in a dark hood, okay? Right. So that was the Veiled Prophet. Each year they would pick somebody who would be the Veiled Prophet. You didn't know who they were, and they were just like a figurehead. Well, and so, uh, oh, But nobody, it, no celebrity, it could be anybody. You didn't know who you it was. You didn't know who it was. You had no idea right. who it was. So anyhow, that's not what she was. But right. anyhow, so uh, it, it's it's reminiscent of the Klan because this person wore a hood. It wasn't, right. it wasn't a Klan outfit. But anyway, it was the person's identity was hidden. So anyhow, uh, Twitter users uh, branded her a, a KKK princess because of that. <laughs> so let me give you a little background. God bless Twitter. Thomas Spencer, a historian who wrote the book called The St. Louis Veiled Prophet Celebration Power on Parade, uh, 1877 to 1995, described the Veiled Prophet organization as a society of white St. Louis elites born in the 1870s with an eye toward maintaining the social order they desired. Uh, the first parade had some pretty overt racial symbolism and intimidation, Spencer said, specifying that the first Veiled Prophet's strong resemblance to a Klansman with hood and all. Uh, the VP was armed. There was an executioner's block on the float, etc. However, he said there was they never found any direct links to the Klan in research and explained that the organization, while Lily White until 1979, had changed from being something like a shadow government until the 1950s to something purely social. Of the VP event at which Kemper won her crown, Spencer said, it's a debutante ball. It's existed for a long time. The daughters are doing it because their dad wants them to do so, and it's a way to honor their father. And that's all there is to it. I mean, when, when uh, this... It's a uh, debutante ball. This almost, this got immediate blowback. It's, I mean, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is a KKK princess? Yeah, that's not true. Yeah. So she wrote, and she she uh, has responded. She wrote, hey, guys, when I was 19, uh, I decided to participate in a debutante ball in my hometown. The century-old organization that hosted the debutante ball had an unquestionably racist, sexist, and elitist past. I was not aware of this history at the time, but ignorance is no excuse. I was old enough to have uh, educated myself before getting involved, she wrote in a five-slide post on Monday. Uh, so she apologizes that she didn't know more about it, but... Growing up there, me personally, I'm like, you, you didn't know about it. You just, it was a party and you went to So it. there you go. And that's yeah. all well, there is I mean, to it. It'd be, it'd be absurd for like for you to apologize because your band played an event. Like, it, it right. doesn't make any sense. So when I initially saw this story, I was like, this is going <laughs> to, it's going to be revealed. I, I, I mean, what, yeah. what it's all about. So <laughs> listen, she was 19 and she went she, she went and entered a pageant and that's all there is to it. Let's so. secure that sound of the reporter with the, the lizard jumping on him because that's really appropriate. <laughs> Yep. So, but anyhow, she's she's un- owned up to it, and she said, you know, I I denounce and reject any white supremacy. At the same time, I acknowledge it because of my race and my privilege. I'm the beneficiary of a system that has uh, dispensed unequal justice and unequal rewards. And she said, there's a very natural temptation when you become the subject of internet criticism to tell yourself that your detractors are getting it all wrong. But at some point last week, I realized that a lot of the forces behind the criticism are forces that I've spent my life supporting and agreeing with. So. Uh, she goes on to say that, um, you know, she'll be more try to be more aware of, of what organizations are out there and what their histories might be. So you, you simply can't go through life vetting back everything, everything. you're involved with yeah. for, for hundreds of years because there's going to be a lot of reckoning then if we right. start doing that. Right. So uh, anyhow, she's apologized. 
Um, so how about this little Twitter moment? Uh, some were left with a bad taste in their mouth after 38-year-old Scott Disick shared an image of his 19-year-old girlfriend, Amelia Hamlin, wearing a bra and thong. Oh. I haven't seen the picture, so I, I don't know. Well, we need to research this. We do yeah. need to research yeah. this. Uh, the pair have been sharing increasingly PDA-filled and risque shots on social media. To me, that's like watching your aunt and uncle kiss. Dude, it, yeah. it's just... He's 38 years old and he's slobbering over a 19-year-old on social media. Please stop it. Uh, They've been linked since December. Disgusting man. 2020, and they've been defending their relationship ever since. Hamlin hit up social media in December, saying people, uh, people are extra weird and judgmental these days when they see their grandfather making out with a 19-year-old. People can embrace themselves however they feel fit for them at that moment in time. People grow. People learn to love themselves more and more. Look at this shot. Look at the the oh wow. Okay. Come on, dude. I know. So this girl's 19. Ellie Kemper was 19 when she made her big mistake. <laughs> yeah. Will this girl look back at her 19-year-old oh, years God. and think of the mistake that she made? Wow. Her mother, Lisa Renna, also defended their relationship, saying, and I quote, it is what it is. That's always yeah. a Lisa solid Renna's defense. out of her mind. Is that a defense? She's, that's, she's, no, that's a, I, there's nothing I can do right? if she's 19. Yeah. Uh-huh. Someone help me. Yep. Here's the deal with this picture. You you need to, for all the parents and people out there who need to know that they need to stop their young daughters from dating older men, this should be turned into a billboard put on every highway across the country, Preston. Wow. Will you support me in that? Wow, I'll support you. So she's, yeah, she's <laughs> wearing a bra it would and be a thong. Little... <laughs> like, I mean, you know, skin tone and her butt is facing <clears throat> the camera. She's, she's reaching up. She, it looks like she's naked. So, okie dokie then. Uh, standard dating advice is not to move too fast and take your time to get to know somebody, but that's not how Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley did. Uh, the actress said in an interview with Shape magazine yesterday that she and her Green Bay Packers quarterback fiance moved in together immediately when they began dating. And a part of the reason was because the relationship started during the pandemic with the 29 year old saying, uh, it's, I love uh, you. saying it's a pandemic. It's and a you, pandemic. You can't just get on a plane and go back and forth on weekends. Uh, but she said jumping in head first that way helped, quote, get um, uh, some of the sticky bits out of the way early. Like semen. And uh, taught us a lot about each other very quickly. She said that when the pandemic struck, she first quarantined alone. But months later, she moved in with the 37-year-old Rogers in Montreal. I've seen them together in various interviews. And, you can you know, you can always tell by body language if there's something, you know, more profound there. Right. And the way they were sort of touching each other, I, I think this is okay legit. All right, I hope so. Uh, speaking of love, love, uh, the seventh season of Love Island love. on ITV love. will be launched with an app that will allow users to immerse themselves in a fictional version of the reality dating show. I love you. Uh, the I've got I a te- the I've got a text <laughs> app. I love it. Features an interactive fictional story titled Love Island: The Drama. I love drama. Uh, users will be able to follow the action on the uh, on that drama while also watching the real series broadcast. I love the on that drama. Uh, Neil Bowler. I love Neil Bowler. Uh, ITV controller of games said, uh, this is really a- an exciting development in our strategy to widen out our program and make them more than TV. Well, uh, did you ever watch any of the uh, Love no. Island stuff? I've seen clips, but that's it. And... It, it is it is uh, potentially heroin-like. You could get addicted. Yeah. Uh, it's so savagely stupid and reprehensible, but yet somehow... You keep going back. They keep going back. Yep. So uh, they're gonna. You can now be interactive with it. Believe it or not. So, yes. Yeah. 
Much more um, fun now. How about okay? I got I got to tell this story, and maybe we'll have a chance to talk more about this. A contestant, speaking of reality shows, on Discovery's Naked and Afraid XL, suffered one of the most serious injuries the show has ever seen. Uh oh! But still managed to tough it out. The hit survivalist series is in the midst of its All Star season that sees previous survivalists return for an even more heightened challenge in the dire swamps of Louisiana. So this is like the best of the best. Yeah, for a never-before-attempted 60-day challenge. 60. Fortunately for survivalist E.J. Snyder, his journey almost came to an end when his health and private parts were at risk of needing medical attention beyond what the swamps could offer. Oh, man. Sunday's episode dealt with the aftermath of a scary spill which saw him fall from a tree branch into the swamp. The fall resulted in both EJ and the audience being reminded of how dangerous the naked part of Naked and Afraid can be when he had to deal with severe lacerations to his scrotum. Uh, Oh, my balls! He was given the option by the show's medical staff to end his time in the competition and seek medical treatment at a hospital in sterile conditions or, or... Stay in the game and allow the medics on hand to stitch him up and risk a potentially life-threatening infection oh, and the geez. loss of his genitals. So we're watching the footage. He falls off the broken branch. He obviously, his groin collides with the edge of the branch, mm-hmm. and that's what did the damage. So it would not be the... This guy is not in shape, by the way, at all. It wouldn't be the first time in the show's history that an injury forced a contestant to tap out early, but that wasn't in this all-star nature. EJ opted to stay in the game after being given eight stitches to one of the most sensitive parts of his body. Despite his determination, the injury did mean that his capacity to be useful in the 60-day challenge was diminished. He was told to stay out of the water and not to move too much for the next seven to ten days. Well, he's, that's what you're doing throughout the entire show is moving. Uh, but he remained in good spirits, telling his cohorts that he almost, quote, chopped my balls off yesterday before showing them the gnarly injury. Oh, my balls! Uh, the episode saw the Naked and Afraid XL medical team return for a follow-up look at the stitches and determined that, shockingly, there was no infection, and he was given the green light to continue competing. What uh, what uh, production assistant had to put the ointment on his dung? Yeah, he remains in the competition, which will see him and the others uh, could attempt to finish out the 60 days across 7,000 acres of Louisiana's infamous uh, Echafalaya Basin. Oh, it's it's a swamp. Hunt, gather, and fish everything they need to survive. Yeah, that's so, insane. Uh, I would insane. I would do that. I would do naked meet the press, but I wouldn't do this. Right. It's much more dangerous. By the way, the naked bike ride is going to happen. That's, is oh, it? Uh, the only thing is you, nothing, you can wear nothing except the mask. Really? Seriously? Yeah, mask required. Yeah, so uh, maybe we'll get some more details on that in a little while. I just saw that this morning. All right, uh, one more quick story, and then we'll wrap it up. Rob Zombie has confirmed his long-rumored resurrection of the Munsters is really happening. Yeah, the he mu- is a Munsters savant. The musician director announced the news on his Instagram page on Monday. Uh, he's, he wrote, attention, boils and ghouls. Uh, the rumors are true. My next film project will be the one I've been ca- chasing for 20 years, The Munsters. Stay tuned for exciting details as things progress. He, he is such a massive fan of the original series that I would assume he's going to try to get that pitch perfect to the original series. I hope so. They've tried, I mean, they've done a number of reboots um, with problem very is, of success. Problem is, you got to have Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn was really the, and he was the show. Al Lewis. I mean, yeah, that pairing, yeah. that pairing between those two, the exchange, you know, you big dummy. Yeah. I mean, it, it Grandpa. was. Grandpa. <laughs> okay. I do believe Eddie's upset. If you can't do Fred Gwynn, 
Who do you do? I well, don't you, know. They I came, have an idea. They came close with a couple of. I mean, listen again. Preston's right. It's like it's like you're just pushing a boulder up the hill. It's almost impossible. He yeah. had, and I want to hear your idea, yeah. but he had this big cartoonish mouth. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that that just. You know, and when he would, <laughs> he would yeah, do that yeah. laugh, yeah. his mouth was huge. No, you're right. And it just, there's something about it, something yeah. about him. And it was not, it was not in his normal, he was, so he'd come from a successful series called Car 54, Where Are You? Mm-hmm. And so, and so uh, this is not the thing he really wanted to do, but I would argue, and my Claire, my wife, just goes nuts when I say this. I say, I think this is one of the greatest Television performances of all time. I I him as Herman Munster. And with, with three seasons, two seasons, <clears throat> two, 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 two seasons. yeah, two seasons, Them two Maryland, and the uh, uh, the, uh, the Adams family. And, yeah, okay. and they both had two seasons. That's it. Yeah, I I love the series as well. All right, who but, do you think? Uh, first name that kind of pops up to, in my head is uh, is Brad Garrett. Okay, maybe so. Brad Garrett, you need possible. you do need a big person too. He needs to be. You know, he's uh, physically has a to be long large. face would help. Yeah, John Maybe Kerry, John Kerry, right? Yes, yeah, so he, right. yeah, he, he does. He kind of look looks like a yeah. yeah. All right, but anyhow, we'll have to see what happens. So the film is from Universal Studios via its 1440 Productions division, which means it's likely going to Peacock instead of getting a theatrical release. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm excited. What the story is on that? All right, let's uh, let's get to the clips if we will. We'll start with this. In Sweet Tooth, a boy who's half human and half deer searches for a new beginning with a gruff protector. And in this clip, star Christian Convery uh, explains the cool stunts that he performed on set. I also had to do parkour training, which was super fun because, you know, you get to do tricks and stuff. Like in Sweet Tooth, there's a scene where I'm running and I'm running and then I'm jumping over a log course, jump onto a hook, and then fling myself into a pile of toilet paper on a train. Shut the f*** up! This looks good. Sweet Tooth is available uh, to stream on Netflix now. It's trippy, but uh, like these hybrid humans exist after um, you know some sort of uh, apocalypse, and uh, it's about them fighting back against other humans. Right. It looks pretty uh, pretty cool. Trailer looks great. Here's the next clip. Love Victor season. Season two centers around the aftermath of Victor coming out uh, to his family and the reality he faces choosing to come out at school. And here, star George Sear talks about being yourself while growing up. I think I'm still figuring myself out now. Like, I think, I don't know if you ever really truly, like, think, oh, this is who I am, and then it stop, you stop growing. I'm just, you, you end up becoming sort of drawn to who, to the things that really represent you and who you feel like you really are. <laughs> Uh, Love, Victor, Season 2 premieres this Friday, and you can find that on Hulu. Season 2, huh? Yep, and okay. that is what I have in the Entertainment Report this morning. Uh, congrats to Mr. Kurt Amon, who is the science teacher at Quakertown High School and who has been voted the coolest teacher of the year. We're congratulating him, and that means we chose another school. We only have three left, including this one, Cinnaminson High School mm-hmm. in Cinnaminson, New Jersey. You guys get to vote. You have till 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. So make sure you text the word teacher to 39333 and we will send the voting link to you. Now, other things going on via text. We have Tattoos Day. Chance to win a Preston Steve tattoo. Text the word tattoo to 39333 and you could win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street in Philadelphia. Do that now. Good luck to you. We'll get a winner before the show is up. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 
latest rock breakdown with Sarah dives into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2021. And how in the heck is Iron Maiden not on the list? Also, new in Studio Z. See Jackie Bam Bam and Dirty Honey chat up their Philly family ties and the latest album. Plus, Brent, Porsche, and Chevelle dive into touring war stories, deer heads, and a pack of wild dogs. Click it for tickets. MMR VIPs hit the contest page to enter for your chance to win tickets for Burke Kreischer's New Year's Eve show at the Met. Hey, hey, we got our coolest teacher on the line. Whoa-ho! We had uh, put the word out to, to Quakertown High School to let us know who they'd like to vote for for coolest teacher, and they let us know. And it is Mr. Kurt Amen hey! who is here this morning. Kurt, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good, man. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm a little nervous. I have uh, my first period class in here all staring at me at the same time. <laughs> oh, well, um, Kurt, you got to get tell them that we want to hear make, some, make noise. some noise. Guys, you want to make some noise for them? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Kurt, first of all, I got to make sure I have your name. Is it Amen or is it Amen? How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, it's Amon. It's Amon. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, so you went to Quakertown High School. How long ago? When did you graduate? I graduated Quakertown in 2006, and uh, I am finally back home. It's an awesome place to be. Nice. How long have you been working there as a teacher? Uh, this is actually my first year. First oh! year? You got coolest teacher? Wow. Dude. That's it's, good. Uh, how do you good. top this now? Uh, I don't think there's any top. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> nice. Like, uh, these these well, kids have been amazing here. Like the pandemic, everything. Um, it's just been, it's been awesome. Well, talk about a trial by fire. And yeah. uh, we're, we noticed on your Instagram page, you you do like fire, and we do as well. So uh, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, and Nick was pointing out earlier that uh, you know teachers that tend to. Uh, you know, do practical experiments and, 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 you know, instead of just a bunch of stuff written on a chalkboard that you could, you know, uh, bring people in through the... Ex- it's a, that's what I always love, seeing stuff actually happen right there before your eyes. It's a lot more exciting. So is that is that your philosophy? Put on a show? Yeah. I mean, this year, it's definitely been different in terms of doing those demonstrations and labs and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that's what it's all about. Uh, we can't wait till next year when things get back to normal and uh, we can just put labs to everything. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, I think this is a, I think this is a first. I think we I don't think we've ever had a first year teacher win the coolest teacher yeah. award before. Not not to my knowledge anyway. So that's pretty damn impressive. Well, oh, thanks, guys. I, I mean, I even said to my wife, I was like, look, I've only been here one year. Only the ninth graders know who I am. <laughs> I don't really, really think I have a chance at that. But uh well, you yeah, nailed it. Nice. Yeah, you nailed it. And, and from what we understand, you're a musician as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And thank you for that. <laughs> Kids came in. They all knew who I was with the uh, the band and everything <laughs> this morning. Um, you know, I was kind of exposed. It was awesome. Oh, so they <laughs> they didn't know about your musical past. That's cool. Then, and so now you're gonna have to bring a guitar into school and <laughs> perform for them all the time. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully not. Uh, now they're all <laughs> like, I should do that. Do- well, listen, you've, you've made an impact, and that's the most important thing. The kids appreciate you, and, and we would like to put the word out uh, about teachers that are doing great work. So 
Uh, we are happy to give you this gift on behalf of the students. We're going to give you the official uh, President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. We'll give you a pair of MMRBQ tickets. You'll sit in the Coolest Teacher section. We'll give you a Coolest Teacher t-shirt to wear at the show and a $25 gift card to Acme Markets as a little thank you. So uh, just a congrats, and uh, we, we hope you have a great summer, Kurt, and, and give the kids our best, okay? Hey, guys, thank you so much. Our pleasure. I really appreciate it. All right, you got it. Kurt Amon, guys, who is from Quakertown Community High School, the coolest teacher. <laughs> One and year. One year. <laughs> yeah. Made a hell of an impact. So uh, up next is Cinnamons in High School and Cinnamons in New Jersey. So A bunch of pissed off teachers in the teacher's line later on. Just text word teacher to 39333 and we will send a voting link to you. So you have until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning to do that. Uh, a couple things about, uh, well, I-, I wanted to mention we have a new Daily Rush video. I mentioned this late in the show yesterday, so I wanted to do this now. We have the vagina mm. candle explosion. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and the description is, oh, the pube manatee. <laughs> uh, I watched it yesterday. I was dying. Uh, watch it now. com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Fish Town, First Comedy Club, Restaurant, and Bar. In a little bit, at the end of this segment, <clears throat> we're going to chat for a moment. But at the end of it, we have an interview scheduled, scheduled for 745. So we're going to segue right into that. Uh, Dr. Bob Ballard, uh, who discovered the Titanic, amongst all kinds of other wrecks in the ocean. Think of legendary wrecks, and chances are Bob Ballard discovered it. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. So uh, there is a Discovery uh, new documentary, uh, which is on Nat Geo, actually, and it's called uh, Bob Ballard and Explorer's Life. So we're going to talk to him in just a moment or two. But in the meantime, since we have a few minutes to spend with each other, why don't we clean out the junk as of right now? Let's do it. Yep. Because I have some stories I want to pass along. And I want to start with, hang on a second, I say set inside back in the, in the drawer. Let me dig it out. Uh, I want to mention the uh, the Philadelphia uh, naked bike ride. Yes. Uh, so it's going to take place August 28th. Um, and so the, the ride organizer said that they hadn't had a chance to chat since the city's guidelines have changed on masks. So as of now... Uh, the initial mask guidance is going to stay in place. I have a feeling they're going to change it because it's not until August 28th. But as of now, yeah, no pants, no shirt, no shoes, no underwear, <laughs> but yes to a mask, if yeah. you will. That's a Saturday? Uh, it is August 28th. I don't know, Case. Um, huh. Maybe. I have always flirted with the idea of maybe doing Doing it. that? Yeah. Seriously? Uh, yeah. It sounds like fun. So it's It's goofy fun, you know? Nick, you've you done. You know the- how many pictures would be taken of you if you did this? I, I know, but you know, I, I don't know. Have a mask on, who cares? Yeah, uh, Nick, you've yeah. done the undie run. I have, and that's a lot of fun, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, believe it or not, it's actually kind of sexy, and uh, it's for a good cause. Um, but, but you are dressed. Your naughty bits are, are not exposed, so <laughs> yeah. and you're not on a bike. I thought that would that kind of hurt. I just well yeah. maybe yeah. on the bike yeah. seat you need a wide Have that seat. thing cleave your sack but I I just think it would be in the middle Liberating? of a naked crowd <laughs> riding a bike I just think I'd be looking around and going man this is pretty funny it's this better is... when other naked people are with you I did um the we, we when we did the Bambi hunt yeah on uh, the radio right, station right right yeah yeah uh, yeah it was a naked paintball essentially yeah. is what we did yep 
but we were there were a whole bunch of us that were naked. Yeah, I didn't feel comfortable at first, and then when everybody else was naked, I felt a lot better about it. In fact, um, you guys were all just blatant after a while. You after just a little while, care. you just kind of forget. Yeah, yeah. Maris. I've been in the city many times when the naked bike ride has ridden past, and everybody is having a great time. That's the thing; it looks hilarious. Yes, and a lot of people will like put body paint on, or and they wear helmets and masks, so you can hide your identity. Mm. You can just kind of do it anonymously. So I, I think you should do it. Well, here's here's the deal. I, I might do it as well, Preston, because I'm fairly certain the very next day is the Bend to the Shore bike tour. Oh. So I will be in in Philadelphia on okay. the 28th regardless. And this is only a 10-mile ride. Yeah. That's easy. Also, you guys are dudes. Like, all your stuff is hidden. Like, what? Excuse riding. me? Well, I mean. No, it hangs below. Okay. What so in the hell are you talking inside. about? You have the inside stuff. I'm just <laughs> saying you're not like a girl where your boobs are hanging out. Yeah, like, but boobs aren't. No, you are just, just sitting on the seat. Boobs <laughs> are not genitalia. Genitalia is like way different than than boobs. Than boobs. You guys okay. don't have breasts. You have free swinging penis and <laughs> testicles. Yes. All I'm saying is I've I've seen it many times, and it's not like there are tons of dongs in my face. Oh yes. <laughs> Where are you sitting on the bicycle? So I, I know what she means. It. Like riding like, by, you're not really. Yes. Right, it's right. not from, boobs a, from a profile, from a profile, <laughs> you don't see the genitalia. Yeah. On some people. <laughs> um, I just like the phrase "tons of dongs in my face." I yeah. And you said it too, Nick. Uh, so, but boobs, yes. You there's no getting around it unless you see that some from the back. You're not seeing the breasts, but uh, it just kind of looks like fun. It's something I, I wouldn't mind trying now. It would be a concern because, as you were saying, Casey, like early on, it's a uh-huh. little bit titillating, if you will. Yeah. And honestly, how how many guys do you think will show their arousement by accident? I don't. Not many. What? I mean, just me, probably, and that's is that it. That what you're worried about? You can't help it. I know. Kathy. Is that what you're worried about? I wonder. Yeah. If I, I wonder Woody, if yeah. once you get there. Yeah. Uh, but besides, so. Marissa, I don't been... think it would happen, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. just act like it's a, a shifter for your bike. <laughs> it could be it. Yeah, Marissa, uh, percentage-wise, are there there a, a, an equal? Would you say guys to girls? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, All yeah. Right. no, it's definitely spread out. All right. Yeah, it doesn't seem. I mean, it seems like the majority of the people are in it just to have a good time and aren't being you know perverty or anything oh, like that. Absolutely, and that's why like the path changes every year and it's it's funny because there are just people eating at restaurants or just sitting outside and just <laughs> and all these couple hundred naked people. That's got to be great. And everybody runs up with their cell phones and it's it's just a lot of fun. So maybe yeah, maybe like helmet and goggles or something like that or Sure, yeah, sure. Okay. I might, and then pluck the bike out of your ass. I have to yeah, yeah I have to look into that. Uh, so anyhow, it's a 10-mile course, and uh, you take in the sights along the way. I don't know the route uh, or anything as well, of yet. It's a surprise, right? I don't know. I don't know how is it works Is it like dinner on Blanc? Maybe it is. Uh, hold on, Naked Marissa. on Blanc? It yeah. actually very much is. They don't announce it until right. that day. Um, I'm sure they have, like, permits set up and everything like that, but they don't tell everybody so that nothing, uh, so nobody plans to do anything. I'm putting my bid that. in to start the bike race at the top of the museum steps and have it go down. <laughs> <laughs> the girls have to run down the stairs. That'd be great. All right, anyhow. Uh, so that's cool. August 28th, that's the date. All right, let me see what else you got here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, junk drawer. Steve just sent me this. I haven't had a chance to read it, uh, but the the Rock movie, the movie, The Rock, celebrates its 25th anniversary today. And apparently, somebody has pointed out that um, 
Sean Connery plays John Mason, a former MI, uh, an MI6 agent mm-hmm. who escapes from Alcatraz in 1963 before they, it was, uh, you know, uh, before he was permanently detained. Uh, and it was because he stole microfilm containing evidence, providing uh, the veracity of conspiracy theories concerning all kinds of stuff. The Roswell crash, John F. Yes, Kennedy, all right, this right, yeah. So anyhow... Um, so this, apparently, there is a, uh, a Reddit thread that contains more than 3,000 words about why that character is actually James Bond, uh, that John Mason is James Bond. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Did you read any of it? I read a bit of it. and so Because it they, doesn't explain it here. You, yeah, have, to go, you have to go to the 3,000-word essay. Go into, yeah, I actually watched a little bit of the video that came with it, too. Mm-hmm. So they're saying things. Obviously, he does have an MI6 past. In the Ian, now, this would be more linear to the Ian Fleming books than to the movies. So there, that, that's where the theory, I think, falls down a little bit. Yeah. But if you, he, you know, Bond is, um, there was a show years ago called The Prisoner. There was a, a secret agent. And uh, with Patrick McGowan, which went into the prisoner. Basically, Bond knows too much is the theory. So he's tapped into this, and he becomes this is an alt this is an alter ego for him. Oh, okay. Uh, did Bond ever spend time in prison in any of the stories? It's to the best, so he actually gets brainwashed in in the um, you only live twice. Uh, so he actually attempts to kill M oh. uh, in the beginning of it. Ooh. Uh, but um, I, I don't, as far as being imprisoned, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Man, so I saw this. Is, it says, essentially, this hinges on the idea that Bond was sent to and subsequently escaped from Alcatraz in between the events of Dr. No and from Russia with Love before being abandoned by the British government after his plan to secure the microfilm went awry in 1972. But that's what they're just right. throwing Right, they're, they're grasping. Yeah. It's, I don't, they might have flirted with the idea of throwing it out there, but I don't, it, to me, it doesn't seem like this would be a likely... I mean, they would have made more of it, you know, over the the years. Or right. I I don't know. I think it yeah. just I think you just could just put it together and say, hey, that yeah, could be the case. I mean, know? I do like these things occasionally, you know, yeah. where it kind of makes you think. But uh, it it would it would work if you you know connoinkered with some stuff. Yeah, those fun theories uh, that you can apply to the Toy Story movies and to the Pixar movies, and you know these interweaving characters and um, and things like that. I I love The Rock. I saw it twice in the theater. But Michael Bay's movies ended up being pretty cartoony and ridiculous o- over the years. But this one, to me, with the action was perfect. Yeah, it had a lot of great actors in it. David Morse and Ed Harris are really are awesome in it. Yeah. So um, and you understand. Uh, their 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 motivation, even though it's they they go off the rails. Yeah, but you understand their motivation. You obviously have to suspend disbelief in any movie <clears throat> that's a Michael Bay movie. But uh, this one to me was done pretty damn well, and and uh, you know it's just uh, for me it's beginning and end. It's a great movie. Twenty five years. I don't even remember it other than just the getting into Alcatraz thing. I, I would have to go back and revisit this movie. It's been so long since I've seen it. They sort of um they. they extort him, you know, Connery to go with Nicolas Cage, who's a, I guess he's an expert on this he's um, a chemical weapon. Yes. Chemical weapons, yeah. yeah. Uh, the only thing I remember from it is when they first get him and they clean him up and they're getting ready to, uh, you know, do this heist or whatever they right, have to do. Right. And people come in and, and it's, people get killed and the hairdresser is all upset because he just, just wanted him to like his hair. Yeah, that, that's a comedian, uh... Anthony something. Okay. Um, yeah, and, uh, I, dude, I ended up buying the soundtrack. To really? This movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah I was, was You were all in. Uh, it was, um, I think it's Hans Zimmer, but it was just, uh, you know, it was, they used the, <laughs> they used the rock soundtrack <laughs> in the Olympics that year. So 1996 what? Olympics. Yeah, that, it was like this epic, 
um, uh, you know, uh, orchestral music, and I just thought, I thought it was cool and it was fun, so I ended up buying the soundtrack. I think I still have it. Um, all right, so 25 years ago, Michael and Bay. if you watch it, go <clears throat> in with the, uh, uh, with the mindset that maybe that's James Bond. If w- the second the movie starts, if you start Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, yes. <laughs> yeah. it will distract you. It lines up. Yeah. Anthony okay. Clark, that's the name of the comedian Anthony and the Clark. actor. Yeah, right. He was the hairdresser. All right. Uh, Won an Oscar for that. Let me see. I got, no, he didn't. Let's see. We got a couple other things here. <laughs> Did you guys see this about uh, Hoover Dam and Lake Mead? Uh-uh. So no, apparently, they're going on tour, but I've been there. No, 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 no. It is uh, right now. Its water level is the lowest it's been, no. uh, like ever. You really, you it's only thirty-seven percent it. full. Yeah, drought yeah. in California is really bad right Yikes. now. Yeah, and Nevada and Arizona. So yeah, they're having issues. So the water level has gotten so low uh, that new blades had to be installed for the Hoover Dam's power turbines that supply electricity to the region so that they can operate in the shallower water. And if it gets low enough, it the production could be totally stopped. The electricity production that'd Whoa. be crazy. Yeah. So you, yeah, you wow. you'd, you'd be in a world of hurt. Yeah. So we um, I rented a boat uh, in Lake Mead, and yeah. we you can take it all the way up to I mean almost the Hoover Dam. Like they, where, they have, where do they stop? About how far away from the Hoover Dam do they stop you? Uh, a few hundred yards. Oh, that's cool. I mean, not that bad at all. But also, can you still like, see it from there? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really really cool, and it's you can amazing. get really really close. And, yeah, you know the only thing that's stopping you from getting to the Hoover Dam just you know some wires and ropes and stuff yeah. like that. And you know you basically just you know you stop yourself. But um, the you, you can see along you know the the walls of the of the lake. You can see the water lines just you know slowly but surely making its way down. And this was gosh, uh, this was two summers ago. So. Mm-hmm. Have I ever told you guys that I, I I am fascinated by dams? I'm, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed by their engineering, but they give me anxiety. Uh-huh. Like they scare me. Okay, so dams is it do. is it the dam bursting? No, it's the idea because you know I grew up around lakes. Because a lot of lakes, a lot of lakes are formed by yeah. by dammed creeks and and uh, and rivers. And so we would be out on our boats, and there would always be a time where you go drive by the dam. You ride by the dam. And I, they had all those warning signs and stuff up in the water, and my fear was getting sucked into the yeah, turbine. I can yeah. see that. And into the intake. So dams scare me. I, I can don't see. know why. So waterfalls, are. obviously. I'm, I'm fascinated with that as well. When you go to Niagara, yeah. as you're traveling up to Niagara along the road, you're seeing the signs out on... Don't oh, yeah. go past. Don't go past. That stuff gives me anxiety. Get a little anxious. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. There was a uh, an incredible story about a uh, dam that they built. Preston, don't watch this because <laughs> it'll scare the crap out of you. It's a dam they built high in the mountain somewhere in Italy, and the the civil engineers who were talking about it as in the building process, there were a lot of people raising red flags. Like, I don't know if we want to do this. I don't know if we want to do this. And they were damming a river up high in mm. the mountains below it, a town. Of course, right. So what happens is is a um, there is a landslide mm. because the, of the construction of the dam. There is a landslide that I mean, like two halves of a mountain go down into the water. The water goes over. It doesn't go doesn't destroy the dam, but goes over and wipes out the town below. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an amazing story, but it's like one of those when you st- <laughs> when you start trying to redirect. Hey, we're we're just we're guy, we're men. Yeah. We're gonna redirect this ocean. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know. 
Is that, do you really want to do that? Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty well. Actually, you mentioned that. I have, I have a story that, that goes along with redirecting uh, the ocean. It'll take me a second to find it, uh, and it's. In. I mean, it's it's amazing. Listen, obviously, there's a lot of energy that's that's generated by dams, and there's, uh, for the most part. But I, I can understand. It's like people get freak out driving over bridges. So plans for an artificial island to house thirty five thousand people and protect the port of Copenhagen from rising sea levels has been approved. So they're huh? going to build this gigantic island. It will be named uh, Linnet Home. And it will be connected to the mainland via uh, a ring road, tunnels, and a subway line. Didn't they build islands or an island in uh, Dubai? Uh, yes, I they did. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna, they built one this big. Uh, the The approval by Denmark's parliament paves the way for the maybe they have one square mile uh, project to begin later this year. One, think of a one square mile island. Yeah. So it faces opposition from our environmentalists. Uh, plan for uh, Lennet Home include a dam system around its perimeter with the aim of protecting the harbor from rising sea levels and storm surges. Uh, if the construction goes ahead as planned, the majority of the foundations and islands should be in place by 2035 with an aim to fully complete it by 2070. <laughs> At that point in time, uh, they, uh, what are they using? I building mean, what... the artificial island would require some 80 million tons of soil to be delivered to the area to create the peninsula alone. So how many pickup trucks is that, Preston? That's about 25. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, no, there are concerns among environmentalists about the movement of sediment at sea Jesus. and the possible impact on ecosystems and water quality. But it's that, you know, you talk about man yeah. creating building an island. nature. Uh, that's just insane. What a huge project. Well, you know, the, the Chinese are building entire islands uh you know that and and obviously it's raising some suspicions because there's military bases going up on these things but i guess the 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 technology behind island building has gotten much better mm. because we i told you about the thing that they're doing in the uh, uh off of manhattan mm. they're going to build basically a park a floating park that yes. has trails and stuff like that and yes. it's i mean that's sizable this one's going to take 50 years 50 years. That's how long they're going to work on so this. So a, a portion of the people years. working on it will never see its completion. Oh, yeah. 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 Huge yeah. portion, I would imagine. So, wow. Okay. Uh, oh, that scares an, me. Here's another endeavor, I think. Let me see. I have to reach into this imaginary drawer here first and find it. You're selling it, though. Oh, I found it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff Bezos announced uh, yesterday he's going to travel into space when his Blue uh, Origin company launches its first flight. With a crew next month. So he's going to be one of the first people up there. So, um, yes. I wonder if they're going to try to dissuade him from doing this. His younger brother, Mark, is also going to be on the flight. Yeah. Uh, traveling with them will be the winner of an online charity auction. Uh, the first flight of the new Shepard Space Capsule with people on board will be July 20th. Uh, the 52nd anniversary of the first moon landing by Apollo 11. So they're trying to time that out. Uh, it'll last 10 minutes, taking the passengers up 65 miles uh, to just beyond the edge of space space before returning to Earth. Uh, in making the announcement, Bezos said that he had dreamed of traveling to space since he was five years old. So he is he's gonna, he can do it. He's going to do All it. All right. At this point in time, with the amount of launches that have been and the amount of uh, private uh, trips that have taken place into space, uh, would you would you go? Uh, no, not with my kids at the age that they're at right, right now right. and everything. No, uh, maybe a little later in life I might consider something like that. But it would be, no, with that in mind, I, I don't think I'd, what I'd risk it. What if you were a trillionaire? 
then I'd do it. Even more so, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How about you, Steve? I think I think I might. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, I know that Virgin, uh, Vir- was it Virgin Galactic? Yep. So that's going up uh, soon. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, I just might at the, at the possibility of, because if you were to get, you figured not many of those chances come along. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, uh, though you, you do get uh, disheartened when you see things like the failed attempts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the second I heard you talking about this, I automatically was like, oh, this isn't going to end well. Yeah. You know? I mean, this, just I know. Is, this is all the trappings for like, oh. You know, like the richest man in the world yeah. is no longer with us. In, yes. Instead of doing, like, instead of going up with this, it's called Blue Origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, enroll in Blue Apron. That would be a lot safer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can cook delightful meals, meals at home. Delivered to your home. sent right yeah. to yeah. you. <laughs> it's close in name. And right. Maybe you can get just as much of a thrill out it's of it. It's close. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it's still a bit risky for me. Uh, you know, I mean, as as far as the technology has come, and they successfully send people up all the time, every now and then one without a person on it blows up. And that's, um, uh, that yeah. gives you pause for concern. Yeah. So Branson's going up, apparently, right? He, he Once they start regular. I would, I would assume so. That's the deal? I would assume so, yeah. So, um, Well, we'll we'll see. But yeah. you're, you're, that thought did cross my mind, Casey. You have the richest man in the world, $187 billion, yep. potentially going up and not coming back. All right, I think we have time for another one. Uh, let me dig in here. We have a guest who's joining us in just a moment. Bob Ballard will be on the program. Uh, so you likely saw COVID-19 misinformation on social media. It turns out that bots were most likely to be spreading that content. Bots? Bots, yes. Yeah. Uh, University of California researchers looked at the links related to the pandemic that were shared more than uh, 200,000 uh, in more than 200,000 Facebook posts, mainly regarding the use of masks. One such link researchers tracked was found to go to misinterpreted to a misinterpreted study, and they found that it was often being shared by multiple accounts to multiple groups, often in the span of seconds, which is a sign that the accounts share uh, sharing the post were bots operating in the same network. So when I get a name, somebody following me on Twitter, and it's uh, Lloyd two seven eight nine seven seven six four five seven seven, right? I'm assuming that's a bot. Probably, I guess so. So here's the deal, and my question about bots is because I don't, I don't really look too much into this stuff, right? Um, but I know how it's influential, and and some people buy it. Uh, they're thinking that it's a real person. So when when we're talking about a bot, a human being set that up, yes, and put that in motion, yes. Uh, but they just have done it on mass to seem as if mm. hordes of people yeah. are saying the same thing. To right? skew numbers, okay. Yeah. Right. So what happens? Not is, only to skew numbers, but to influence. To influence. As well. So businesses do this all the time. In fact, they pay. Um, a lot of times, when you see things trending on Twitter, it's a manipulation. It's it, like they'll spend millions of dollars to influence how social media reads an issue, and so you always have to be a little, you know. But I, I just. I kind of disregard anything I see on social media now and just do my own yeah. checking into it because right. it's just, you know, you it's should never just rely on the wonderfully fair and even world of social media to get your information. Do your own research. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that I'm kind of getting tired of. And uh, the one thing is uh, gloating. So if you have a, a piece of information or if it's misinformation and it proves that you're either your suspicions or your theories were indeed correct, you don't need to gloat about it. You what you what do I mean? is just realize that it, it, there is karma in the world. Yeah. And you just, you, I think you just move along. Yeah. You know, and, and look, I see things just like, look, ah, I was right all along. Just look or, for the truth for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but then and then using the term though, you know, you hear the term, do your research, do your research. Well, I try. <laughs> but sometimes when doing your research, yeah. You just find what you want to find. But you also you you're you're old enough and you you set up your, you know, life experiences and you, and you you uh, you make your best guess. That's the, that's the best you can do. Yeah. Be the best you. <laughs> you do you. Do your best. Yeah. You do you. Yeah, I like I like when they always say, we're better than this. And I yeah. always go, apparently we're not. <laughs> so I was also thinking with these these bots and, and the AI, you know what? Yeah, we are. I think we are ready to go if you want to. All right. We just got a thumbs up from the other room because nice. we're doing a Zoom interview. So anyhow, you want to finish your thought or? Uh, no. Okay. I, later, it's, it's a brilliant idea on my idea of what utopia could be. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a utopian world with beer credit? Uh, We're skipping our well, utopian society right now. I'm uh, sober we'll these days, so uh, right. there's yes. no more beer credits. Yes. Our guest Diet is... soda credits. All right. Our guest is standing by. Why don't we uh, talk He still guest? is? Yeah, well, he's on the phone right now. I'm looking at him. He's He's got a, uh, a phone. A receiver up to, receiver his, up to his ear. To his ear. He's oh, there he is. Okay. Now he's ready to go. Now we have his full attention. <laughs> there's a new documentary that's coming out on NetGeo, and uh, it'll be out next Monday, June 14th. Uh, and uh, his memoir, Into the Deep, is available at Amazon.com. He's a legend in the world of finding missing shipwrecks, the Titanic, just a little one you may have heard of before. Oh, yeah, I mean... But the list goes... An amazing life. On and on. Please welcome Dr. Bob Ballard. Yay! Yay. This morning. Good morning, doctor. He can't He doesn't hear us at all. He he found all these ships, and we can't find the audio. Yeah, I'm not hearing them. Oh, oh we man. hear you. We hear him. Hang on for just a moment. And I hear Marissa, I hear Marissa. too. Uh, and then uh, he heard us. Really can you hear us, doctor? I'm not hearing you on this. Oh. There's some... I can hear you on... If, if, if I leave this... The phone? Gonna... All right. Uh, and let... now we just lost everything. Maybe we just go through the phone, then. So, Utopia, guys, <laughs> oh, is uh, no. We actually we just lost them all together. So he'll have to all right, give us so a back. So the guy who come. found the Titanic, we can't <laughs> oh, find him. We're going to go to the phones. There we uh, go. Okay. So we're, we're going right. to do this now. Let's try this again. Doctor Bob Ballard, Yay! please welcome him this morning. Good uh, morning. There we go. How are you, sir? <laughs> well, I'm not under the water right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your comfort zone under the water, I guess. Right. Well, you know, when people call and I don't want to take him, my secretary says he's in the submarine. He can't reach. <laughs> There's really no way to argue that point. It's it's an honor to have you on the show. I mean, we're massive fans uh, of of what you do and and the uh, you know the incredible research that you've done. And I wanted to throw this right out at the beginning because the, the amazing thing is, and I heard this said recently. You know, I've been taking a, a deep dive, no pun intended, into a lot of these you know uh, ocean research shows and specials. And um, in, in a lot of the people who do this, and maybe you can um, uh, echo this, it's actually easier in some ways to explore space than it is to explore the ocean. Well, yeah, it's totally dark. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help. You know, they, they, they say, what's it like? I think it's like going in the Rocky Mountains at night with a flashlight and a snowstorm. That's what it's like. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty it's hard. It's totally dark down there, and light doesn't go very far. Well, listen, uh, Doctor, how would you, if, if I know that the, the idea of, of being adventurous like this and searching for these long-lost items um, is appealing to some people, but it, it also seems like a Herculean thing to ever even be able to find yourself in a position to do that type of thing. If you Well, have... I have a special gift. Okay. I, 
I'm dyslexic. Oh, really? And it really works for me. I can do things you can't do because I had my, as you know, dyslexic brains. You know, my book, Into the Deep, I go into the personal side of my life for the first time. And I explain, I didn't know I was dyslexic until I was 60, I'm 79 in a couple of days. So it was late in life I learned. I knew I was different. I knew I walked a different path in life. But I didn't understand how I was able to do what I did until I learned that I was dyslexic and and went into the research. And I went, oh, my gosh, that's why I'm able to do what I'm doing. It's a very special gift if you go underwater in my profession anyway. So, yeah, it was uh, it's really I'm not lost down there. I know where I am. Well, it's interesting because some of those things like, you know, ADD and those Things that that sometimes provide or, or prove to be roadblocks in some ways can be assets. So you're saying dyslexia has benefited you. What? Do, Absolutely, can, yeah. because I I can form our, way my our brains work. Our neurons are wider space. So we were you know the worst thing that was ever invented in our life was the printing press because then we shifted to reading. We're not good at encoding and decoding, uh, and that's 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 a. a a disadvantage in that respect, but our visual abilities are breathtaking. I can I can stand in my command center on the ship where I'll be in a couple of days, take in forty five different monitors, like standing in your production facility and then forming a mental image underwater, and I'm fine. Well, it's it's astonishing how the tech has developed, and I just wanted to ask you, um, you know, and all of that, and you obviously have a singular gift for what you do. Um, and, the, and when you first discovered the, the wreckage field of the Titanic and knew you had gotten it, compare the technology you use during that to what is available to you right now. <laughs> yeah, that was like two cans and a string, you know. I mean, uh, no, I mean, I'm really spoiled. What I have now is autonomous vehicles. I have wolf packs, you know. I can send down packs of dogs yeah. and, and, and hunt. Uh, no, it's, we're moving to where we're not physically there. I have a command center a few minutes from my house uh, where I can go in it, and I'm on my ship. In fact, wow. in a few days, I'm turning it on. So in, in July 3rd, you want to go to NautilusLive.org, and I'll be on board the ship, and we'll be out playing. And you'll be able to literally step aboard our ship 24 hours a day because we get our vehicles underwater and we hammer it. And you can stay with us all the way up to almost Christmas. Bob, I'm sure you've told this story a million times, but when you found the, the uh, discovered the Titanic, you had to search for two um, uh, subs that had sunk. Yeah, I had another job. Right. <laughs> and that was that was through the U.S. Navy, right? And so you found yeah, them and there's this, this, this deal? Yeah, I served 30 years in the Navy as a naval intelligence officer. We lost two submarines during the Cold War, the Thresher and the Scorpion. And in the case of the Scorpion, it had nuclear weapons, and we don't like leaving them around. Yes. And so I was sent out to track the, the weapons down, check the status of the reactors and all that, but not have the Soviets target me with a satellite. So I needed a cover story. So I told my commanding officer, uh, who was uh, Vice Admiral Ron Thunman, uh, that, you know, we needed a cover. And uh, President Reagan actually stepped in and thought it was cool and supported the whole thing. But anyway, got to read the book, Into the Deep, because I go through all of what I couldn't tell people at the time. Because, you know, I was a Cub Scout, Boy Scout, 
explorer, scout, army officer, naval officer told to tell the truth, and I had to lie. And so it's really <laughs> nice to it's really nice to have, get this out. So, and that's uh, the purpose of the book. Let, let Let me ask you, as someone who's just you know proactive and obviously an incredible underachiever, <laughs> always has something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, what sitting down and reviewing your life and picking out the elements you want to relay. Was that easy for you, or did that require a, a, an extra skill that you had to develop? I had a really great collaborator, his name Chris Drew, who wrote a seminal book, Blind Man's Bluff, about the secrets of the Cold War. And so I, New York Times, investigative reporter, the whole enchilada, and then National Geographic through this amazing team. And this was a group effort, but it was somewhat like laying on a couch for a year <laughs> and uh, uh, confessing to a lot of things. And then, no, it was a real, uh, you know, when, you know, with the pandemic, they say, when you get a lemon, make lemonade. This gave me an the time to really go deep into my career, I don't normally have that kind of time. So I actually took advantage of it. Plus, I'm still able to operate my ships without physically being on them. So the pandemic didn't slow us down. That's astonishing. And obviously, we have the, the it dovetails with the Nat Geo special, which I'm definitely going to watch. I'm definitely going to get the book. But I wanted yep. to ask you, uh, all right, so you have the Bismarck. The Lusitania, yep. the USS yep. Yorktown. I didn't find the Lusitania. Right. I wouldn't ask a fisherman where that was. Right. To be truthful. Uh, but, he said, it's over there where we lose all our nets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what So what of all of these things, it just seems like you've, you've had your hand into, in, in, in so much. What is there anything out there that still exists as a holy grail for you? Oh, there's lots of stuff, but you know, you know, my biggest discovery was not the Titanic. You know, I knew, you know, it existed. It was discovery of new life forms that told us where the original life on our planet began. That sort of trumps Titanic. Yeah. And it also opened up the door to finding life elsewhere in the universe. And in fact, within our own solar system, we're now confident we're going to find life on the moons of Enceladus, of Saturn. And, and Io of, uh, and Europa in particular, that's a moon of Jupiter. We're, we believe life's pervasive throughout the universe. And that discovery of hydrothermal vents and these crazy creatures that can, could replicate photosynthesis in the dark through a process called chemosynthesis was my biggest discovery. That's for sure. Wow. That is, that, that's amazing. It's astonishing because you think about it, there's, there, we know that there's water out there. I mean, would would a, would a um, let let me ask you if you had your dream, if you could like dive uh, a um, what we believe to be water on some of the planets in our solar system, what planet would you lo- like to dive if you could be completely hypothetical? Well, no, a real one. It would either be Europa or Enceladus, but they have more water than our planet. Their oceans are vast. See, the moons of Saturn and, 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 and Jupiter sort of like have their own little solar systems of, of moons, but they, the moons actually have uh, ice canopy like the North Pole. But in the case of Europa, we think their ocean's 60 miles deep. Ours is only seven, you know? Jeez. So they have vast amounts of water there, and they also have underwater volcanoes. We, we're pretty confident of that because of the way they orbit in an elliptical orbit. It stresses them and causes volcanic activity. So we think we're going to find hydrothermal vents and life on these moons in their oceans, and NASA's hot on it. 
Well, the Arthur C. Clarke in the 2001, you know, in, in the in his uh, in his short story in the uh, the Stanley the Kubrick lab. Film, yeah, th- th- that was where they thought uh, that's that's they, hypothetically they conjectured that's where life would be in the in our solar system. But it's it's fascinating. We were just talking before this about uh, Jeff Bezos going up, um, you know, into into space, and now the option and the possibilities existing more and more. What about you? Is that is that something? Your uh, that's on your bucket list, you know. Here's the problem I've got. I just got another reason for doing the book is they they gave us a mission, a new mission. We know that 50 percent of the United States of America, half our country is beneath the sea, and we have better maps of Mars than half of the United States. So I think we need to reorder our priorities. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to know what I own, okay? And, and, yes, yes. And we have vast amount, and we're heading out to sea July 3rd to begin fundamentally working with NOAA's Office of Exploration. It's, we've been really tasked to do the second Lewis and Clark expedition, but since our team are 55% women, we're calling it the Lewis and Clark expedition. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and we have all the faces of America in our core. Where it's a it's a group operation to make history, and again, another reason for doing the book was to put sixty five years of expeditions behind me, so I can clear the table for this amazing new journey that begins July third. What what uh, what are the biggest obstacles you face in in surveying underwater it's areas? Big. It's big and it's deep and it's dark. <laughs> you know, so all the things that, you can imagine. You know, yeah, yeah, just get up. Uh, no, it's it's uh, it's gnarly down there. The largest mountain ranges yeah. are beneath the sea. There's canyons where we're going that make the Grand Canyon look like a ditch. Wow. So, so so it's 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 really complex underwater terrain, you know? It's hand-to-hand combat. Fortunately, I was trained before I went in the Navy. I was a combat infantry officer trained during Vietnam, and so I know terrain. And I'm a geologist, and I'm dyslexic, and they all fit together. (laughs) It's a wonderful... I'm excited that I'm dyslexic. Most kids aren't. Did you know the the vast majority of people in prison are dyslexic? No, I did not know that. Yeah, we you know, we trash dyslexics. We make them feel stupid, ashamed of themselves, and they're a resource. I mean, look, it costs more money to incarcerate a kid than to send them to Harvard, and they only go there for four years. A kid gets put in prison because they can't compete in a non-dyslexic world. Right. No, you got to focus on this resource. No, I, I, I've heard that a lot, and and, and it's uh, it's it's an amazing thing, and it's an amazing thing to consider. So here you well, are. Well, more the majority of millionaires are dyslexic. Mm, wow, the self-made millionaires because we operate out of the box. We don't like the box. It's the rules in there are not friendly. Right. So hey, we, how, we're entrepreneurs. We're artists. Uh, look at uh, look at the architect people. You can read all about it. There's an amazing career path that people can go down that are just like, well, they kick the other people. Bob, yes. well, you, you said you were, you were 67 when you found out you were uh, dyslexic. Yeah, how, I'm, how, I'm 79. Did, did you take a Robert, test or did you just notice no, I, things? I, I, my daughter was diagnosed. It's, it's hereditary. And I then started working with the researchers and there's a smoking gun and I was the smoking gun. And I went, I'll be darned. Huh. So that's how I – it actually 
there was a book called The Dyslexic Advantage, and when I read it, I, I cried because it explained me to me. Wow. That's, it's, it's interesting wow. that that's the case because, you know, there's a lot of times it's been suggested. I know that I've, I've uh, ADD I tested for, and apparently I'm... I'm crazy, uh, ADD. Hey, maybe you're one of us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's possible. I would love to. Twenty uh, percent, guys. Twenty yeah. percent. No kidding. Are dyslexic. Well, I, I so, love I love taking something that that was basically made you an outcast, uh, you know, and and embracing it and seeing it for the value that it presents to right. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. And and I just happened to be a kid. Grow, I'm born in Kansas, where all oceanographers come from. But anyway, <laughs> my father my father flew with Chuck, Chuck Yeager. And so I woke up in the Mojave Desert. I was born six months after Pearl Harbor. And I just would go on a walkabout. Wow. And back then, I had a bicycle. And my parents would always say, just be home before it's dark. Don't you wish you could say that? Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, I would just do a walkabout. And I was 80, you know, just get that energy out. And I learned how to harness my energy. My son's dyslexic. And I put on the mirror as he was growing up. It says, my body is like a race car. When I learn how to drive it, I'm going to win a lot of races. Wow. And it's learning learning how to drive the body you're in. And I'll figure it out. Well, it's very impressive and inspiring. So uh, I love it. The memoir, Into the Deep, is available on Amazon.com. And we can get a... Uh, a, a, a nice peek into into Bob's world, and of course, a new documentary is going to be on Nat Geo uh, next Monday. It's called An Explorer's Life, uh, Bob Ballard. So fascinating stuff, sir. We appreciate you sharing a little bit of your story this morning, and uh, we're just uh, it's an honor to speak to you. So thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Anytime, sir. Thank you, Doctor Bob yeah. Ballard, guys. Wow, Jesus, he's great. What a fascinating individual. He what is a great, great personality. Well, what an awesome to, sense of humor. And to be that, to imagine to be that jazzed on your, on yeah. your, on your life trajectory. You yeah. know, to have all these things and to be excited about the possibility of of constantly learning and, and you, seeking out. And I love how you put it. He 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 saw this condition, if you will, or whatever you want yeah. to call the dyslexia in his life, and took a step back and analyzed it, and 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 went, oh. Yeah, that's why I am the way I am, and that's why I've done the things I've done. You, you want to? Yeah, it's funny because when uh, I, I did get that the, the test for for uh, ADD or whatever the whatever it's referred to as now, and and I, I I'm like crazy, you know, off the charts with that. Uh, but in a way, <laughs> and you don't want to sound like yourself aggrandizing or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, my mind does not think in normal ways, mm-hmm. and so that you know the the uh, the therapist that that gave me the test said. You know, you, there's nothing to fix. That yeah. that's the way you think. I yeah. mean, that that's it. Begs the question: What is normal? What anyway? is normal? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and why normal? does why does it matter? My girlfriend's dyslexic. She's an artist. Yeah, and and it's served her. Her profession is art. And Bob mentioned how many uh, millionaires are dyslexic. How many you know artists are dyslexic? And so. Whether or not it's quote unquote normal, it matters less and less because you can find paths in life that are normal for you. That's so cool, though. I mean, look, think of this guy's experiences. I love what he said about the original exploration of the Titanic, comparing that tech to what he has now, that he could be in his home, mm-hmm. you know, and be remotely conducting to send down Preston basically underwater drones mm-hmm. to go hunt this stuff down. But, though there is a, something to be said 
for an actual human mm-hmm. to sit in there and see it. But it's amazing. I just love how he basically put So what's what's tough about the shop? It's dark. <laughs> you can't see anything. <laughs> he described, you know, <laughs> climbing the mountains in the dark with yeah. a flashlight. Yeah. 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 In, in the middle of a snowstorm. All right. Well, that was cool. Listen, we got to take a break because we haven't even done the Bizarre File yet. So we're going we're gonna to come back on the, right after these commercials on the other side. We're going to get to that B-File. Stay put. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Summer's here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Steve, you want to mention something? Yes, I just want to say thanks to Dr. Falk uh, over at uh, Perlman, you know, Penn. I had my colonoscopy yesterday, not that you needed ah. that, uh, but they're no, wonderful. No, it's a good reminder. There. People should do it. Yes, you know? uh, it was it was one that I just did to schedule, and, you know, I'm prone to, uh, you know, the uh, the polyps, you know, growths and stuff like that, so it's good to... Get your um, colonoscopy scheduled. You go in. They 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 take out potential issues, and you know they they check on some yeah. things. But you know you catch things early, and something that could be an issue is less likely to become an issue. And uh, you know, and then uh, you know it's it's just something wise to do. But they, it's such a you know it's such an easy thing to do, and it, it stands as this big sort of oh I don't know if I want to do that. When you go in, you sit in a chair. Basically, you've done a little bit of prep, like a day before, and you know, so you, you end up you end up pooping a lot. So there's, but but when, but when that passes, you're sitting in a chair, you're cocooned, you're comfortable. Um, you go into the to the uh, to the uh, room, you pass out. Yeah. And then you it. wake up again, and that's it. It's over. You're done. It's done, and they got what they need. And um, you know, you stay alert, you stay vigilant, mm-hmm. and you get ahead of stuff. So he and his team were phenomenal, and as they always are, right, Penn? Little preventative maintenance yes. yeah. to save your life. Absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, let's get to the B file. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by 80 Moyer Lumber. 80 Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and services for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at admoyer.com. This story out of Connecticut. A 65-year-old man was killed when his motorcycle hit a bear. What the hell? Thomas Kovalik of Plymouth was uh, driving his Harley-Davidson on Route 222 in Harwinton when he crashed into a bear. Kovalak was uh, thrown from the motorcycle, landed in the road, and he was taken to the hospital, and he was pronounced dead there. I mean, you hit wow. something that weighs three or 400 pounds? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd never heard of that before. No, so no. Uh, Got to be careful. Anything can run out there. Uh, on Saturday, U.S. Coast Guard helicopter rescued three adults and two small dogs who had been recre- uh, had been 
uh, retreating into the ocean on a giant inflatable pink flamingo. Oh, These things are becoming a, uh, a nightmare scenario yep. for the Coast Guard because people sit on them and relax and fall asleep and yep. start floating across to Ireland. The yeah. inflatable flamingo was swept across uh, Manashka Bay by winds and ran aground on offshore rocks. Manashka Bay uh, opens into the Gulf of Alaska. And oh, it's oh, on the a, Pacific. It's a popular destination for fishing and kayaking. <laughs> uh, Kodiak residents Colin Dickey and Katie Gray watched from their decks as the flamingo drifted past. Dickie captured a video, which he posted to Instagram, and in which Gray shared online. You know, it doesn't hurt to maybe tether yourself to something ashore. I think that's a good yeah. idea, yeah. Especially, especially when you fall asleep. And a pink flamingo, it's got that neck. It's a sail. It it's is. Just, it's gonna, the wind is going to take it out. Uh, so the uh, she had said, the woman with the video said, uh, while we were outside on the porch and I saw this giant pink flamingo floating across the bay. <laughs> First thing I said was, oh, another invasive species. Uh, but we thought it was really odd, and it was a nice day. It was warm, uh, but the water certainly wasn't warm. According to the U.S. Coast Guard, the troopers and Coast Guard determined uh, the safest way to rescue the stranded crew of the Flamingo and their dogs would be with a helicopter. So they sent on an MH-60 Jayhawk, and it conducted the rescue. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard this story or not, but for nearly three weeks, Belgium's leading virologist has been living in a safe house with his wife and 12-year-old son guarded by security agents. While scientists across the world have come under attack throughout the pandemic, the threat to Professor Mark Van Ranst is more serious than most. He has been targeted by far-right rogue soldier Jurgen Konings, who is a vendetta for virologists and COVID lockdowns. The military shooting instructor went on the run with a rocket launcher and a machine gun. Wow. And Belgian police can't find him. Uh, the threat was very real, Professor Van Ranst had said. Uh, the ex-soldier, he said, heavily armed, was on my street for three hours right in front of my house waiting for me to arrive home from work. That night, police say Jurgen uh, Connings left his barracks with a selection of heavy weapons and headed straight for the virologist's home. Mark Van Ranst usually returns uh, from work around the time the man was waiting for him. But on this occasion, he had come back early and was inside with his family. Belgian authorities have described Jurgen as a very dangerous man who wants to use violence. He was already on a terrorist watch list in Belgium because of his extreme right-wing polit- political beliefs. When he d- disappeared from his barracks, a note left no doubt that virologists were his target. The so-called political elite, it read, and now also the virologists decide how you and I should live. They sow hatred and frustration, and I cannot live with the lies. Uh, Professor Van Rant said, if you're on television a couple times every day for months on end, people get sick and tired of you. That's unavoidable. Uh, there are a group of people that hate science and hate scientists. Very often they are scared and uncertain. In the days following Jurgen's disappearance, a support group was created for that guy, for that ex-soldier on Facebook. Uh, before being closed down, it attracted nearly 50,000 members. Uh, it is this group that worries the professor more than his assailant. He said, these are real people who really think this man is a hero and that I deserve to die. They are people living in your neighborhood who wage bets on exactly when and with how many bullets he will murder me. Belgian police are now embroiled in a full-scale manhunt. They're trying Whoa. to find this guy all over the country. They can't locate him yet. So that's just insanity. Uh, how about this, man? This is terrible. A small private plane... That crashed in South Carolina last month, killing the pilot, had a key part installed upside down and backwards after maintenance was done, oh, according to a federal no. report. Yeah. James Harper died in the crash of his Piper PA-31. 
Just after taking off from Myrtle Beach International Airport, he was a pilot with American Airlines. The small plane's primary and secondary flight controls had been removed, painted, and reinstalled two days before the crash. Investigators looking at the wreckage of the plane found the elevator trim tabs were installed upside down and backwards. Uh, The tabs, when installed properly, help pilots maintain a steady climb or descent without a lot of force. The elevators are what make you go up and down. Right, right. Uh, Harper radioed air traffic controllers almost immediately after takeoff and said that he needed to return to the airport. When controllers asked if he needed any assistance, Harper responded, yes, we're in trouble. They did not hear from him again. The plane climbed and fell erratically during the two minutes it was in the air. Uh, The report did not say who did the maintenance on the plane. A more extensive examination will be released. From the federal agency later, but they put it on backwards and upside That's down. That's horrific. Wow. One last story. You hear about this every now and then, but the Newtown Police Department of Massachusetts said officers were called to the sixth hole of the Brayburn County a Country Golf Course on June 2nd to report of an SUV stuck in the grass. The driver <laughs> poli- told pl- police... He was following his Waze GPS, which led him onto the golf course, and that the darkness caused him to take a turn too wide and become stuck. Do you uh, take your uh, your Jeep out to the golf course I now do, then? From time yeah, to yeah. time, because it's just fun. Uh, police say the man did not appear to be intoxicated and is not facing any charges. The SUV was removed, and the golf course was determined to be undamaged. So. Keep an eye out when you're following your GPS. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, we're going to take a break. Don't forget, it's Tattoos Day. A chance for you to win a Preston Steve tattoo. Just text the word tattoo to 39333. It's from our friend Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. So we'll get a winner before the show's up. Taking a break. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, MMR listeners. Philly Shipyard, Inc. is a new-build shipyard located within the Philadelphia Navy Yard Business Park. We are currently hiring for a number of positions, including machine operators, welders, maintenance techs, production supervisors, and fitters. We offer benefits such as retirement plans, paid vacation and paid holidays, tuition reimbursement, and health insurance. We're hosting a career fair on Saturday, June 19th from 9 a.m. to noon. Registration opens on Wednesday, June 9th, so please visit phillyshipyard.com and click Jobs at Philly in the top right corner. Next message. Hi, this is Teresa at Colmar Imaging MRI Center. We're conveniently located on Route 309 at 182 Bethlehem Pike, Colmar, Pennsylvania. We offer both high field and open magnets. Visit us at colmarmri.com to learn more. Also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Yelp. Let us help you save money on your next MRI. Call us at 215-997-1660. Thank you. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Cinnamons in high school. Cinnamons in New Jersey. You are the next and one of the final schools that gets to vote for the coolest teacher, so don't miss your opportunity. Just text the word teacher to 39333. And we'll send you the voting link. It is that simple. So I want to double back to this uh, story we had in the entertainment report earlier this morning uh, about a contestant on Naked and Afraid XL. Have you ever watched that show? No. Naked and Afraid? I didn't know that there was a competition behind it. I just thought they let people out in nature naked and let's see what happens. So, so it's like a you know survivor. Yeah, and then there are different versions of it. And I watched, I watched when it first came on and... Um, 
you know, it, it, it looks wholly unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it seems as much as you can, because there's clearly people around filming it. You know, just, just the idea of getting a, a, a mosquito bite on my junk, yeah, is enough for me to go. No, I'm not well, going to. I couldn't do that. And the, the naked bike ride, yes, I can handle that. But spending, you know, weeks outside in a Louisiana swamp naked, and that's where they're putting them. Ticks and mosquitoes, and yeah, no, it's not like a backyard where you're naked and afraid. They're, they're, they put you purposefully in yeah. in and in, in rugged territory, and in this particular. This is like one of the last places yeah. you'd want to have your, your balls hanging out. Which, by the way, real quick, I'll just share what happened. And then, Nick, whatever you need to, to mention. Uh, uh, E.J. Snyder is the guy. Uh, he fell down off a, a, a tree and he ripped his nutsack oh, open. Oh, my God. He needed eight stitches. And they're out in the wilderness, man. So he could either go to the hospital. But he decided to continue on. And they just stitched him up on site. You can get infected well, like that. The closest ball stitching uh, place was like two hundred miles away. Wow. Yeah. So, so this uh, this version of Naked and Afraid XL is it for larger contestants? Is that, that's the spinoff? No. Steve, you mentioned earlier well, this guy was not exactly in shape. So it's Naked and Afraid XL. That's a good question. Well, Nick. I assume the XL is because it, they, they, it's a it's a best of. They brought back their all stars. I don't think so. I think it's actually okay. large. Then then you're uh, large in size. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he did not look like. Uh, I mean, no, he he's he did not look like a a rugged in shape sort of CrossFit kind of guy. No. As he was sitting over tending to his split sack. Um, but, um, so is that the conceit, Nick? Can you just see if that is the I'm, case? That's what I'm trying to find, but it's the, um, obviously it's a spinoff from the original one and the original one had, uh, contestants that were in a little bit better shape. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So this guy gets his, his, uh, his sack ripped open. Oh my God. Stitched up and continues on, on the show. So well, that's, that's a uh, very brave, but in the actual footage of the splitting of said sack, he is walking across a branch or a, a tree limb, which cracks, and he's facing the uh, the crack, and uh, the the sack hits the edge of the broken limb, wow. and so uh, fun and mayhem ensues. Wow. Uh, I told you guys this not that long ago, so I don't know if you remember or not, but my dad had to be airlifted off of a beach because a uh, so he was surfing, and the surfboard... Got him there and like oh punctured it, and he he said it was worse than when he snapped his femur in half. Oh my god! Wow, I don't doubt it. Yeah, Ugh. I don't doubt it. I there was a the rumor was in my uh, middle school uh, that a kid was uh, riding a go kart and crashed it and uh, ripped his balls open. <laughs> Uh, and I never did verify that. And I, I, I remember it was one of two people. It was either uh, Carlo Marlowe or Brock Brockmeyer. Carlo Marlowe or Brock Brockmeyer? I knew the guy had a weird name and it had <laughs> did something with the first and last name. So the two people I remember were Carlo Marlowe or Brock Brockmeyer. Okay, so uh, are we talking um, fully splayed? Or I just, don't know, man. The word was he lost a nut. And I, you know, who knows? Probably rolled into the gutter. Yeah, hang on a second. I'm going to go to um, Ken wants to explain naked and afraid XL. Hi, Ken. Good morning. I'm not sure why Nick thinks it's my 600 pound naked and afraid life. <laughs> okay, what is it then? It's just naked and afraid had two people. Naked afraid and XL has up to 15 people. Uh, okay, yeah, all right. I, I was just asking the question. Apparently, this one lasts longer too. So that normally, okay. uh, naked and afraid is yeah, 21, 90 days. I think. Twenty-one days, this is, and this one's sixty days. So this is sixty days. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. Bye. And it's the legends, but the uh, legends. 
the legends of Naked and Afraid. So this leads to two discussions. Either have you ever had your nutsack ripped open right. yeah. or you've had a, a major injury and you've powered through and you've continued on no matter what. So What about you? Um well I my dad he didn't have his, he didn't have a nutsack ripped open. <laughs> uh he played college football at the University of Kentucky yeah. and at the beginning of one of the seasons he broke both of his wrists. He played the entire season with broken Jesus. wrists. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. He just he just They were just dangling. I don't know what he did, man, <laughs> he but he he played Tape it up. Rub a little dirt on it. Yeah. And they yeah. and they played Iron Man football. So he played offense sides, and yeah. defense. Wow. Uh, and he managed to go through the season <laughs> with two broken He was the quarterback. Yeah. Wait a I minute. Mean, my buddy Steve Lisa just texted me. He said, Carlo lost a nut. <laughs> Carlo lost a nut. So Carlo, Carlo Marlo. lost a nut. There you go. Okay. All right. Thank you, Steve. From a go-kart. <laughs> yeah, I guess he hit the, the you steering know, wheel? the steering column or something Holy like geez. that. But that was the word, so I can't even imagine. I mean, in something that in its most, you know, benign, just a nut tap can send you into yeah. spasms. I've, I've nicked it before with yeah. the razor. I have to. And that's just, that's it just an inconvenience. Yeah. Know? I mean, it's not uh, terribly painful. The but... barber nicked it with a razor. <laughs> but no, you hear about people that have some of these injuries, and it's like, oh my God, how did you ever, how did you ever recover? Continue. From yeah. yeah. In, the, in the realm, you know, there's different levels of athleticism. The hockey players are the one we talk about a lot mm. who just, yeah. you know, forge oh, on. Power through? Yeah. Most definitely. Hang on, I'm going to go to uh, Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? So my brother was playing basketball, shot a basket. The ball got stuck between the rim and the backboard. Okay. So he climbed up oh, to get no. his budget free. Yep. Slid down, and a bolt was sticking out. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 oh. So he got rushed to the hospital. My parent, he was a little kid at the time, so my parents had to meet him at the hospital. The doctor was like, well, he's got to stay overnight so we can knock him out to do the surgery or whatever. She's like, no, it's fine. You can do local. But the way my brother describes it, it was like a 12-inch needle. They had to jam in there to numb it all up. So so your mother says, now nah, we'll, we'll pass on the overnight? Just... No, it costs money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, no, it, it wasn't yeah. her. Yeah, so anyways, his, oh. his nut sack was cut in half, and then the ongoing joke was, well, truthfully, the doctor actually examined it to see if he could produce in the future. Mm-hmm. But the ongoing joke was we kept it in the freezer for down the road if he ever got married. And wow. Jesus. All right. So, Matt, let me any any lingering effects that you know of from this or was he after it healed nah, up? He was good to go. He's married. with kids. Everything is uh, mm. back to normal, to say the least. But the scarring you... is uh, forever yeah. the ongoing joke. Oh, I'm sure. Of course. I'm sure. Yeah, right, Matt, thanks, that's, man. That's, that's just beyond. Dude, look at all the calls yeah. we have coming up. Yeah, just up for the record, I, I hate this conversation. Look at the texts we have coming <laughs> yeah. up here. All right, this wow. is not getting your nutsack ripped open, but this guy, oh, this this poor man. Uh, he said, I got stung on the head yeah. by oh. a yellow jacket in a porta potty. Oh, he dude, said it swelled it. up to the size of one of those half beer cans. Wow. I could barely feel my legs, but I was stuck working the rest of the day. He should have gone oh, out. My God. Gone dating at that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Last summer, my friend got stung by a jellyfish and his... It, on, on the on the junk? Uh, on the unit? On, yeah, on the unit. And um, yeah, it blew up, they said to her. His wife told me, like the size of a softball. And it kept getting like larger and larger. And finally, he was like, "Hun." 
you like we have to go to the hospital. Something's yeah. wrong. And she was trying. So they finally figured out it was a jellyfish. And I guess the jellyfish leaves like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, so yeah, she was like trying to pull them out. And then uh, eventually they took them to the hospital. You're going to have to use your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Take uh, quick. Take some pictures and then yeah. let's go to the hospital. <laughs> I want to I remember, remember this. this and he, said, he said first it was like. It was, you know, like, oh, like a little uncomfortable, like a sting or like, you know, what is that? And then just turned into like on oh, fire. A lot of times with the jellyfish sting, it will be a bit of a delay before everything sets in. And, and it is those those are um, whatever they are, like, you know, stingers or whatever, uh, they will continue to pump the toxin in. And he never felt anything. He was wow. he, he was walking around in the bay, was just in like waist deep with oh his my kids. God. No. And... Yeah. Oh. So this is a little bit off. This is a little bit off topic. But I have a friend who's uh, who's one nut just grew. Uh abnormally large yes. and so i mean he had to get it checked out it's it, it, it's totally okay. fine yeah. <laughs> but they call it the wrecking ball <laughs> or actually we call it the wrecking ball and the first time the i ever noticed it, we were we were uh, just sitting there after a softball game and i had no idea about the wrecking ball i didn't know the lore of the wrecking ball but we're just sitting there having beers after a softball game and he just hangs his wrecking ball out of his shorts it was I mean, it's the size of a tennis ball. I, 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 what? Wow. I swear to God. What? It wow. is gigantic. It, yeah, it's one, and yeah. did you have questions at that point? Well, or? that's when I found out all about it. About you the know? Re- Sean, let me tell you the story of the wrecking ball. <laughs> wow. Yeah, give me my banjo. Um, hang on. Let me get, let me go to another caller. I have uh, Kenny on the line. Hey, Kenny. La-di-da-di-da-di-da. Ah, and Gorski. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. She listens uh, every day. Uh, right. so, Life is made. What's this up, in, Kenny? This entire conversation actually has my scrow tucked so far <laughs> into my right? stomach. Yeah, I don't even really. It's tough to even talk and listen to. But um, so my my one of my good friends in elementary school, like a similar situation with that guy's brother, he slid down a volleyball net. Oh. Same thing happened, but he went to the nurse. Right, the nurse didn't call the ambulance. Gave him a pack of ice. And said, "Here, sit and wait for your mom." So it was. It was. He was reeking. It was like he has like nine stitches from his taint to his shaft. Oh my god! God. Yeah, and the nurse was just like, "Yeah, just take this ice and uh, just sit here." That's horrible. Here's an aspirin. That's horrible. (laughs) How long ago was that, Kenny? Oh man, it was when I was in fifth grade. He was probably in third grade, and I'm 28 now. So, would you get that torn nut sack? That's what I thought. You kind of say like, Kenny, would you get that, Kenny? Would you get that torn nut sack, Kenny? Wow. All right, thanks, man. That's uh, yeah, that's Jeez. that's a bad nurse. Uh, How much can nurses do though on a level like that? Right hey, here, we, we have a we have a nurse on the line. This right. is Andy. Hey, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. Yo, guys. bud. Hey, how you doing, man? Andy. <laughs> so I'm in. I've been a nurse for 15 years, uh, working uh, one of the local pediatric uh, flight teams. Right. And went to one of the local hospitals to pick up a kid that was hanging up out at the uh, YMCA. He was in the men's locker room and was trying to get something off the top shelf. Jumped up and caught his nutsack on the bottom locker that was open. <laughs> what the oh fuck? How? How is that possible? Now, when I got there, he was already pissed off that practically the whole ER had been looking at his balls. Right. And uh, totally felt so bad for the kid, but he didn't lose his balls. <laughs> Good news, son. You're keeping both your balls. Any idea how many stitches he needed, Andy? Have no idea. 
idea, but I can tell you he lived on ice for probably two weeks. I believe so. it, man. Wow. All right, thanks, man. Oh, Jesus. So think think of that. So think of the, the your body weight. You're jumping off something, mm-hmm. and your scrote catches on the edge of a, of a door, or like a locker door. There's no hope. There's no, no hope. Yeah, physics I would just, alone. I would just beg whoever responded to kill me. Mm. To, to curb stop me until I was dead. I mean, and would you immediately your hand would go to it and just hold. Right. And, and you, oh, I can't even, no. Uh, let me go next to Patty. Hi there, Patty. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? First time caller. Hey, oh, welcome to the You picked the, the right topic. First time caller, and I'm calling about my son's sack. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> welcome. We appreciate it. It's what happens on the Preston and Steve show. Go ahead. Ten years old, and, and his intimate wisdom thought it would be a great idea to go over a bike jump without a seat on his bike. Oh my oh god! My on oh my the god. bike was the pole that went up. No. Oh no. Oh my so god! Wait, I was in the house, and he came. He went over, came in the house with his underwear down by his knees and blood all oh in god. his shorts and underwear. Oh my god! So took him to the ER. He got about six stitches. He, um, the funny part was the nurse was a male and the doctor was a male and they had a really hard time walking. Oh, I'm sure. Well, let me ask yeah. you, Patty. Season so veterans. When you have a, when you have a son who thinks it's a wise idea to do a jump on a bicycle that has no seat, oh uh, how confident were you when it came time for him to start driving? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, well that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> does, right. it, does it, does the story get brought up every now and then, Patty? Oh, Oh, my God, all the time. I love yeah. it. All yeah. the time. All right. And, and he just had a baby, so we know everything. Oh, all right. Right. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. Good. At least we think it does. <laughs> Damn, man. How close are they with their neighbors? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, what do you want me to do here, line three case? Yeah, why not? Do we need to break before we go? We do. To- okay, we do. so we'll have to break here shortly. Let me go to Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Good morning. Oh, la dee da Oh, Nice. <laughs> there you go. The original. The line is Ann Gorski, but that's okay. Hi, <laughs> right, what's up, Stephen? the classic yeah okay guys so i didn't i didn't tear my sack but um one time a couple of years ago um after my girlfriend and i finished up uh, some activities upstairs i came down to get something out of the oven and burned the tip of my penis on the oven <laughs> okay so let me ask you something you went up to have a sex session and what when you before you started this sex session you put something you in the oven <laughs> Oh, absolutely. So well, you do kind of work up like, a, like a, an appetite. Like so post sex, oh, yeah, yeah post sex cake, like French fries. Or honestly, I don't remember French what. Fries. French, French fries, fries. French, yeah. French fries in the oven. Yeah. So, I'll tell you one thing. Like I went to emergency care after that, and I'm going to have to go back and get a copy of that paperwork because when it said, you know, what's the the reason for your visit, I just I kind of sat there and was like, you know what, screw it, and I wrote burnt my penis on the oven and it was just i i feel like i've never been the same since that moment so, so how bad was the burn uh steven oh uh i would i think it was a second degree burn oh, yeah it was just i mean right on the right on right on the head did a blister form what was that did a blister form uh yes, small <laughs> oh. small blister, but um it actually was not as painful like recovering as I thought it would be. Okay. So happy to hear 
I, I was I was happy about that, and um, you'll be happy to hear that there is uh, no lasting side effects. Okay, All right, that's good. Enough. All right, yeah. thanks, Stephen. That's it would amazing. be like uh, Freddy Krueger penis yeah. burnt it. Oh my God! Did he get wow. to finish the French fries? Or? I don't know. What I'm probably the, not. Yeah. What happened to the French fries? In so much pain. <laughs> God. All right. Well, this dude, the contestant on uh, Naked and Afraid XL, uh, needed eight stitches. Uh, they did it there on set. And they asked him if he wanted to go to the hospital, um, but they gave him the choice to stay. I, w- I would think they would have said, dude, you got to forget it. You're yeah. out of here. They must, but he stuck it out. They must sign waivers oh God, yes. for a month. Yeah. Because there's no way. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you, you're, you know, the, the, you have to absolve yourself of any. First off, you, you've just the general game itself. And then in and above that, mm-hmm. forget it. And you're yeah. in the bayou. Man, there are tons of uh, stories here. There are more phone calls coming in, more texts coming in, but we don't have time for all that. Do you want to send them over to NPR? Yeah, let's do that. I wanted to talk about this all day. No, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Uh, Ian LaPerriere was just named the head coach for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Yeah. And uh, Lappy's a longtime friend of the show, so we're going to talk to him and see how he's doing when we come back and get into some other things as well. Free tattoo today with Tattoo Day, so text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. Greetings, Pierre. (laughs) Greetings, citizens. This is Pierre Robert, and I'd like to encourage those of you who have been thinking about the vaccine to go ahead and get your shot. Vaccines are helping us to get back to many things we enjoy, like sporting events. Well, maybe for some. And that wonderful experience, for me, of live music. Yes, concerts. Getting vaccinated will also help keep your friends and family safer. Text SHOT, S-H-O-T, to 39333, and we'll send you a link with some useful vax information. There's also details on a cool app I found that helps you get a free vaccine near you with just your zip code. Just text SHOT to 39333. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our partner in this effort, Virtual Health, here to get you there. And from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. So our our next guest recently named the head coach for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, an organization cool. that a few of us here have uh, have worked for. Uh, me yeah. and Casey and Nick all did work for the, uh, the Phantoms for several years. Um, and we're going to bring him on just a second and, because it's, it's a great honor and it's a cool gig for him. But... And I don't mean to embarrass him, but my God, I, I just, I love this audio of when he had that horrible accident, uh, when the puck, he took the puck in the face, lost his teeth, then he lost his dentures. And then the Flyers tried to get him to do a promo for, if you're missing your teeth, you shouldn't be trying to do yes. this copy. So it's this, not his fault. This is a little uh, flashback to that. I'm Ian LaPerio of the Fidel <laughs> No? I gotta say Philly? Flyers? Can I say Flyers? Because uh, Philadelphia, the... <laughs> I'm Ian LaPeria of the Flyers. Join the Flyers and Kiwi Shoes Cares to support Soul for Souls on January 30. Donate a pair of new or gently used shoes and be entered to win an MVP experience with me. Corey of <laughs> Kiwi. Hey, I'll just say that word. Sure you don't want to wait, uh, wait for me to have my teeth to do that? <laughs> Next week. This week. Supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Please welcome the one and only Ian LaPerrier hey, this morning. I'm Sorry, so, I'm so I'm so happy to be on the show, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Great. I'm That's sorry. a great way to start my day. I love it. I, I couldn't help but play that man. Oh, that was, we felt so bad oh. for you, but it was so funny, man. 
Yeah, it was, uh, you know, obviously it was a tough time in my life, yeah. but I got my teeth and uh, my English is a little bit better. A little bit better. <laughs> nice. Hey, congratulations on uh, being appointed the uh, the new head coach. Um, did you, you, had you known about this for a while? Did the news just come down? I just, uh, when the job became available two weeks ago, I knew it was my time to make a move. And uh, okay. I reached out to Chuck and uh and Flair's your assistant GM, and I'm like, I'd like to sit with you guys and tell you what I'm, uh, uh, you know, what I think about the way I see things. And uh, we've met a couple of times since then, and uh, they gave me a job a couple of days later, which I mean, I'm excited. Listen, I've been the assistant coach here with the Flyers for eight years. Yeah. I did player development before, and um, I knew I wanted to try to be a head I knew I, I knew I wanted to be a head coach, and uh, I just didn't want to do it anywhere. anywhere. You know, like Phillies. Uh, Philly is home for us, and the um, is not too far, and it's part of the Flyers organization. And I got a huge challenge in front of me, like you know, making sure those kids become the best that they can be, and uh, to be ready for the next level. Yeah, and and you know, taking that leap from from the assistant coach position to the to the head coach, uh, I mean, obviously you you've been groomed to be in a position like this, uh, working for the Flyers in an assistant coach position. How how big of a leap is that going from uh, to taking on the head coach uh, position, you you, because I, I, I'm not sure what all is involved. I I know obviously you have the final say, but what's the big difference between assistant coach and, and head coach? Well, the big leap is uh, you're responsible for everybody. Yeah. Like for your players, yes, obviously, but for your coaching staff. Like I'm a big believer of, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let my, my my staff do their job, but I'll be, I'll be not on top of them, but I'll supervise what they do, and I'm going to tell them what we should do, and I'll, you know, work together. Instead of being an assistant coach, you're responsible for pre-scouts or special teams, you know, you only have your little thing and the head coach kind of on top of you is telling you what to do or help you out in, in your special teams or whatever you're working on. And it's a lot more responsibility, but I feel like I'm ready. I just I just can't wait to get going. Just, That's great. Uh, it, it's going to be an exciting summer, a busy summer for me, but I'm looking forward to that. Ian, is your, in your career as a player, did you spend time in the in the farm league, in the in the minor league system? I played three games in the AHL a long time ago, but uh, I okay. played in the IHL before, like uh, when the IHL was a thing, was a competitor to the AHL. And, uh, yeah, I did spend a little bit of time. But for me, like, it's it's more like, uh, yes, it's the American League. It's a step below the, the NHL. But for me, it's a step forward for me from personally as a career, you know, to, uh, to have a chance to be hands-on uh, the players and uh, run the way I think things should be run. Maybe, you know, like I said yesterday in a press conference, I'll make mistakes. My staff's going to make mistakes. There's nobody is perfect. But I, I promise you one thing, you know, I, I work as hard as I did as a player and as a coach. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll expect structure. I'll expect, um, you know, I, I do have high demands. But I'm doing that, you know, I'm, I'm asking that for my staff, and I'm going to ask that for my players, too. That's excellent. You know, we were talking uh, off-air the other day about the I different... do talk like a coach, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Yes. Yeah. 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 No props, nothing. You break my, you know, you, you, you kind of give it to me right from the get-go with that commercial, but you can't give me props? What's going on here? <laughs> we owe you all the props, man. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, I was having a discussion with Nick off-the-air the other day about uh, minor league uh, baseball versus uh, the major leagues and how it's a it's a huge jump between uh the way you're treated the the pay grade and and, and all these things um and and they have several tiers in in baseball 
in in hockey, I mean, obviously the goal of somebody who's playing in the minor leagues is they want to make it to the bigs. They they want to get to the NHL if possible. Um, and but but there are many people that have a great career entirely in the uh, in the AHL system as well. Is part of what you do trying to groom them for that that upper level that that next step? Well, that's that's what it is. Like, and also, like you said, there's guys that are going to be they're there. They're only signed with the Phantoms. They're not uh, Flyers property. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to help everybody. Whoever wears a, a Phantoms jersey, I'm going to be there to help them. And my staff's going to do the same. But there's kids that obviously you got kids that are going to be there. They're one step away from the NHL. I'm going to work as hard. I'm going to work as hard with them than the other guys. But my biggest thing is the young guys coming up. Like, it's it's on the ICS how to become a pro, how to be a pro. And uh, a big thing, too, when you leave a junior, and I've done it, you leave a junior town, you leave your junior team, you come to the pros, you're on your own, you become an adult really quick, and that's going to be part of my job to help them out to become good pros and, uh, and um, you know, be ready for the few, for their future step. Okay. You do sound like a coach. I was an yes. I know. I was about no props, guys. I can't believe I have to say something. Well, Nick, I mean, Nick, I'm Nick. You're Ian. I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up something that was kind of funny that happened between me and LaPerriere a couple of years ago. Uh, he texted me thinking uh, that I was somebody completely different. So uh, do you remember Another Nick. Another Nick. Yeah. Do you remember that exchange? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. So I got a nice text from, from Ian, and we started a conversation back and forth. And at the end, he was like, I'm really sorry. I thought you were another Nick. <laughs> and I thought the whole time that we were bonding. So I, I appreciate the friendship that we built with you over the years, Lappy. But I also am a little jealous of that other Nick. Yeah, the other Nick is uh, hes an impressive guy. Let's put it this way. You should take that as a compliment. He's a 10-time Ironman, and he's one of my triathlete buddies. Okay. Uh, All right. That's what, yeah, you should feel special. I, I know you're in great shape, but... Yeah, you know, you you made me, you remind me of him. That's a good thing. <laughs> hey, Lap, with uh, with uh, members, uh, new members as they come onto the team, will it be required that everyone uh, do a screening of uh, this is forty uh, before starting the season? <laughs> For sure, that's going to be my first meeting. I'll be like, all right, boys, who's the best actor in that? <laughs> that's how I'm going to divide the ice time. Okay, you like me? Good, you'll play more. Uh, <laughs> hey, so I have not been to is it Sandanter Stadium? I know it was. Uh, 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 Santander. Santander. Okay, PPL remember. now. It's PPL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear amazing Beautiful things facility. about that facility. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Gorgeous. I was up there, obviously, yesterday. We did the press conference. They gave me a try. I've seen it before. We went there for preseason games with the Flyers, but, you know, I really uh, took a look in, in depth, and uh, it was it's impressive. It's a great facility. I'm looking forward to move there in September. And, That's awesome. Uh, be a hundred percent committed, then uh, it's something I'm looking forward to. It and it's great when you do have a facility like that mm-hmm. to be a you know it's 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 your office. You're there all day every day, and uh, when you do have a beautiful place like that, and the Brooks brothers are amazing. I had lunch with them yesterday. They're committed to winning, and uh, you know yes, my job is to develop those guys, but winning is part of developing. I'm, I I want to go there and bring a winning attitude and. Hopefully, uh, the kids are going to learn from me, and uh, we'll have fun. When, when do things start up? When you when you start actually getting people in front of you, and and uh, is that a ways off the, towards the end of the summer? Or 
Yeah, it's a ways off. Like, you know, we do have meetings. Um, I'm on my way to a couple of meetings here in uh, in Voorhees, but uh, it starts after the Flyers training camp. Okay. After a couple of weeks, maybe a week and a half, we, they're going to send us back to Allentown, and that's where we're going to be able to start our own thing. Nice. Well, the last year and a half has been so weird for everybody, but uh, but including oh, the... Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, really... What have you but, heard? The sports world has been interrupted just as much as everything else, so you guys can actually have, in theory, a quote-unquote normal season next year, right? Hopefully, hopefully, you know, you look around, it starts to be normal for everybody else. And, you know, by saying that, yeah, I agree with you. But at the end of the day, we were, and uh, fortunately, we were able to do what we love to do, to go at the rink. And I know we didn't have fans, which we missed big time. And But at least we had some normalcy in our life. We were able to do what we love to do, go to the rink and work with the boys. It was different with the mask and the testing and everything. But you won't, me, you won't hear me complain. You know, I was able to be at the rink. That's where I'm more comfortable. And uh, and a lot of people out there had it way tougher than we did. Excellent. Well, listen, congratulations, Ian. And I'm sure we'll talk to you when the season gets started. But uh, we're, we're very happy for you because you're a great guy. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. And uh, it's been a while since we talked. Let's yes. do that a little bit sooner next time. Absolutely. Yeah. Done deal. Ian LaPerrier. Yeah. Yeah. And who is the head coach now of the Phantoms, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. We're looking at video clips now of him in uh, This Is 40. <laughs> uh, it was him and Scott Hartnell. Who else? Anybody else from the yeah, Flyers? Uh, JVR. JVR and then Wyatt, Wyatt Russell played uh, a hockey player. He was the only actor of the group. And Wyatt Russell is now in uh, Captain American Winter Soldier. Yes, he is in the MCU. And he, he came by here, too. He was he a really nice guy. Uh, but I remember Scott Hartnell telling us, what a just a, a difficult to deal with yeah. person Megan Fox was. Yes. Like she was just really stuck on herself big time and like wouldn't even, you know, these are professional hockey Come players, on. man. Yeah. But now she's with uh, Machine Gun Machine Kelly. Kelly. Now life down has changed around. And she, yeah. <laughs> Things have gotten so much better. Wow. All right. So anyhow, but uh, yeah, he's he's such a great guy. Uh, love the the fact that he's, he's taken on a, a head coach position. I mean, it's great. Obviously, being in the NHL and the big league, but to be able to call all the shots, yeah. and maybe that'll lead to him eventually getting an NHL head coaching. That's position. his best shot at it, his best entree. So, yeah, you yeah, never know. very cool. Hey, I had a question. So, uh, I saw this article on uh, Reddit. It was uh, about uh, it, it was posed about men's clothing, and they posed the question to women, and they asked them, "What article of men's clothing?" is a huge turnoff. Okay. All right. So there was a, a list of things that they came with, and I, I wanted to see what our ladies here maybe had Shoes. to put on that list. What, okay, just what, yeah, but you got to be you specific. like bare feet? Oh, what type of shoe? Oh, I, is I a just... turnoff. Oh, oh, okay. Well, exactly what, what type did you of think? Shoe? What did you think I meant? You said what type of what which piece of clothing? So I was saying shoes in general can be a turnoff if a guy has oh. a bad bad shoes on. Bad shoes. Mm. We, I, and I feel like Marissa is going to say the exact same thing because what would you that, describe we've had the conversation as bad shoes. What would be bad shoes? Um, maybe like cheap shoes. No, no, like okay. um, plastic. Well, I don't know. But the, I've got Marissa. two in particular. Uh, loafers. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say like Tiva style. Yeah, well, yeah, but except now it's coming back in style. So yeah. what we used to say were the bad shoes for men are now on the shelves again. The other one that immediately came to my mind are those sneakers where your toes all have like their own little separate hole. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh okay. All right. Yeah. So what, are, like, what are Tiva style shoes? The no. sandals, the Jesus sandals. Um, oh, they like Birkenstocks? No, no, they, no, they come around the, the back. <laughs> but yeah. Birkenstocks for a long time would have been 
a turn off for me, but again, really, now they came back. But oh, uh, these things? Well, no, no. those no. are Keens. No, those are those. Well, that brand is Teva or Teva, however you want to pronounce it. But those are more like water shoes. Preston, look, it's literally similar to the shoe that I have on, except it's like you got it. Look at the picture that Nick has because I, I I bought a pair similar to that a couple years ago yes, just for that's them. just for because we were going to Hawaii for vacation. I'm like, all right, I need something I can walk around on the beach. So that's so I got those. <laughs> that's turn off footwear. That's in your why mind? no one hit on you. In Hawaii. <laughs> there are two different styles. There's some. I got that... laid while I was there. But <laughs> that's from your life. All right, so let no. me ask you if you're if you're actually wearing those shoes for uh, instead of style, more for performance. Does that make any you mean, sense? You mean sexual performance? All right, so, no, no, no. So bring the other shoe back I would that wear, you had. I would wear those for going out on the beach. Right. Uh, or, or, you know, I don't wear sandals. I can't stand them, but I will wear them out on the beach. There's uh, also two types of Tiva sandals. There's, like, some that are kind of meant for, like, you can walk in them. You can almost hike in them if you're going to the beach. And then there's some that are, like, the foamy all right. with the black straps. Those are the ones that get me. I don't, I, there's a lot of these that I don't <laughs> like. I know, I know. <laughs> you're rolling well, your the, eyes over these, there. Uh, the, the pair of shoes that we have in here on the monitor, now, I have a pair of those, but they are not Tiva, Kathy. What was the other brand? Keen? They're Keen, but I bought them for uh, when I was in the Grand Canyon, and so when I was walking through well, like the wall, and so I didn't like buy them because I was like, these look badass, and I'm no, gonna wear them. You know, the, that's the thing. You're exactly right. Like if you were to walk, if there was a group of guys to walk into a party or a bar or single okay. guys looking, and they come in wearing those, you're like. We're gonna roll our eyes, okay. but you were you were using it was a practical use. You couldn't go and flip flops through the Grand Canyon. And by the way, practically speaking, they were terrible. Oh, they were okay. terrible because if you're if you're gonna be walking in a creek bed or something along those lines, you want these to protect your feet. Pebbles get stuck, stuck in, in the, and then you have to like unstrap this, unstrap that, you know. And it's it actually they kind of suck. I've got another one. All right, jean shorts. Jean shorts. shorts. Yeah. Jorts. Jorts. And not like... It's like, got to be on the list. Like, the, cute, no. like cute cut-off, like, I, hipster I, ones. Those are fine. But, like, the ones that, like, come, be like, below your knee and just kind of... They're really wide. Are actually have, like, hemmed? A, yeah. They have, like, a carpenter hang <laughs> that you can put your I, hammer on. I don't want to take think, part in this. I feel like we're going to get beat up. For I think those, those have been out of style for so long that they're not even on this list. Really? Oh, okay. or, or are people... Are they coming back? I don't know. Uh, well, like she said, like more of like the frayed and like beat up looking ones are terrible. No, no, no. Are you, you'll see people. Yeah. Like you'll okay. see the hipsters wearing them. All right. So let me, let me give you a couple yeah, of, let's, let's, uh, let's get some reference here. here. So the list is, uh, tank tops with the side cut down to the hip. Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't like that. No, I never terrible. liked that look. It's terrible. Um, another one is white belts. Uh, no, never liked white belts. Unless you're a golfer. Unless you play golf. Yeah. That's, it's very stylish yeah. on the golf course actually. Yeah. Uh, diaper pants. So they have a, like a big safety pin on the side? <laughs> they are just super baggy around the crotch and skinny in the legs. I'm not oh, familiar yeah. with oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like the high school kids were wearing them sort of like, um, they're more like, uh, like sweatpants or like joggers. Huh. Not hmm. like, um, pants that you would dress up in. Right, right. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, I, I was, for some reason... I was imagining them as shorts and not pants. Okay. Oh, they're <laughs> almost kind of like MC Hammer pants, but the, oh, really? the inseam is is higher up. But the inseam is higher up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. I've, I haven't seen anybody wearing. That's those. weird. Uh, somebody says uh, cargo shorts. I, I had a girlfriend ask me never wear cargo shorts. Don't ever so, wear them again. I'm wearing them right now. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I use those pockets. Those pockets are really valid. Unless you're going fishing. So yeah. here's the put deal. them in your drawer. I never I'll wear, wear them. I never <laughs> wear cargo shorts. Not because and I actually have never just thought to buy them. 
But I do like the shorts in case you know that, like in the, the basketball shorts, yeah, that have a a, a zipper on the pocket. And so that's what I'm wearing now. I'm wearing yeah. Adidas shorts, and I love them because they do have zipper pockets. So when I sit in my car, right. the things don't Stuff fall, fall out. out. Yeah. Now I also so I've lost a little bit of weight, and I've gone down a couple of pant sizes as far as my waist is concerned. So I pulled old shorts out from, you know. A couple of years ago. And made a freedom quilt. Well, so I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because a couple of those sh- shorts were, they were cargo shorts. And so you're saying I shouldn't, I can't wear them? Are you going fishing today? I'm not going fishing <laughs> right. today. Then leave them in the drawer. Okay. Now, wait a second. So what Kathy's saying is if you're using them for their intended purpose. And what is the intended purpose of a car- cargo shorts? Is it mostly for that? Well, the cargo short, the typical, or, you know, it had pockets. So you right. could, you know. Put, put your lures. Here, let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of those pockets, though. Not only this, it's got a little pocket that slips down in oh. here. Oh, nice. Uh, for yeah. your phone. I put my weed in there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it's got. Uh, yeah, I, I love this little this little slip in pocket. Actually, yeah, you can you can put your phone in there for a little easier. You know who loves it? Matt Cord. We've said this before. Matt Cord's a big fan of cargo shorts. I had a dilemma. I went to see The Dead a few years ago, and John Mayer's sitting in for them, and he was wearing cargo pants. Cargo pants. He was wearing cargo pants, but All they right. were tapered. See, so cargo they pants were like, are different. They were stylish. Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, those are okay. They're tapered. All it takes is for one John Mayer to wear them yeah. at one show. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? They are okay. They're all but right if now. a Nick McElwain wears cargo shorts every day, God forbid. It's ridiculous. Are you wearing cargo well, shorts I right think, now? No, I'm wearing just I, regular shorts. I just want to back her for one second. <laughs> it, it, it's, not the, it's not the ones that you still have in your drawer, Casey, from however many years ago. It, if you put something on anything, even for us, if you put the updated version of it, you're not going to look like you're this dated person wearing your clothes from high school. Hey, you know what? I have something to point out, Casey, for golfers. Yes. You know that at country clubs, you can't wear you can't wear cargo shorts. Right. Like, most of them anyway. That's ridiculous. You know how much crap you carry in your pockets uh-huh. when you're playing golf? Golf balls, tees, ball markers. So uh, what's that about? Scorecards. They want them to look good. Welcome to being it's, a but woman. It, but it's silly. That's dumb. It's it's quite, it's it could functional. Be you even, need it. Even more so, Marissa, welcome to being a woman. Well, <laughs> when you're a gentleman and you're uh, going hold out this. with a woman, you hold this. Hold yeah. this. I need you to hold this. <laughs> yeah. I'll put yeah. it in my cargo pocket. <laughs> Uh-huh. Not so not so stupid now. Right. <laughs> I told you my buddy Jeff, he used to ask me to carry things for him all the time. And I'm like, so dude, weird. are you kidding me? He's like, I don't like it being all bulky. I'm like, oh, well, then I'll just be your, your friggin' donkey. Yeah. Your pack your rat. Pack rat your pack, pack llama, rat. whatever yeah. you call those things. Your pack camel. Animal. Where, do you guys, where do you guys keep your keys? Uh, under my balls. Yeah. Uh, under under I, Steve's balls. It's <laughs> a whole compartment in there. Yeah. I, have a look. Yeah. I actually had them divot out a key socket. Yeah. I keep them in the regular pocket. Okay. Uh, front, keys, front right pocket. Yeah, keys, front, front right left. pocket, uh, my wallet and uh, phone going. My loose pocket. cards and cash uh, in my left pocket. Okay. I always prefer a deep pocket. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my phone uh, left pocket with the uh, with the credit cards. Phone left pocket, cards and cash right pocket. Keys are usually in my bag. But deep my pockets. Heart. And now I put my credit cards and everything horizontal across my thigh to make it harder to grab. Okay. So for pickpocket uh, foiling, the only thing I go no dice on, and this is me personally, is uh, is like the newer um, camouflage. So Kathy, I'm like you. Really, you going hunting right now? <laughs> Are you really going hunting right now? I like the old school, 
the old school military okay. uh, cargo. Army surplus look. Yeah, which is kind of like fun. The brown, right? You don't like the brown. I, I don't like the, the twigs and berries yeah, 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 yeah. and all what that What about stuff. the pixelated camo? No, no. I, I think that's it's. Uh, I love the camo memes. Heart. I like camo memes where like you, you there's a picture of a, of a person out to lunch with another person that's wearing camo, and then the meme will say like, "Oh, I hate it when, when people eat al- or, or when they're eating alone." <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, God. back to the the holding stuff for us. You guys know that like our pants only have pockets that are like half a size. Like we can only we're fit gonna half, lose it. Yeah, we can only fit half our fingers. Yeah, that's in our so pockets. dumb. Yeah, why, why are there's women's a, pockets? Listen, so I shallow. saw I saw a um. A, a, a deep dive into why some women's pants don't have pockets. Okay. And they couldn't come up with a clear uh, reasoning why. There were some things about uh, women kind, uh, kind of being, uh, you know, oppressed by men and the tailors wouldn't make pockets for them so they couldn't hide things. Oh, and you blah, mean blah, like blah. The... Yeah, traditionally. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and I, I kind of, it, it was a lengthy article and I read part of it and I was like, this is a bit too much for me, yeah. but. They should change that. But yeah, well, no, right? Because I was going to say the, the reason why, at least the reason why I like pants like that is because if they're too long, like how you guys have them, it bulks up. Then And our, our pants are typically tighter, tighter than what you guys wear. So yeah. it bulks hmm. up. It looks, you know, it doesn't look as nice. It's true. We yeah. should call Anna Winter. There was that story about the little girl a few months ago who wrote a story, wrote a letter to Old Navy. I'm aware. <laughs> Close. She wrote a letter to Old Navy asking them to make the pockets deeper, yeah. so she could put her toys in her pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she was like seven. That no, she was seven. She was. All right. Here's a couple other things that that women said that uh, articles of men clothe men's clothing that are a huge turnoff. Somebody said uh, fedoras. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of douchey. Tasseled loafers. Yeah. That's a turnoff. Yeah, well, that's what that's, I said earlier. I just see that as old, as just you know, kind of yeah. older generation. <clears throat> Again, there's my probably, dad always there, had golf shoes that had right. tassels. Exactly, on them. but there's exactly. an updated loafer that you could get where you don't look like that, and it's a turnoff. Okay, uh, poofy boxers mm-hmm. is another one on this list. Skinny jeans, but right, and it says we especially especially skinny moto jeans with weird ribbing. Oh yeah, that's I don't know like, what that is. Right on the thigh, they'll have like a another layer of denim that kind of. Has like oh. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Right? It talking looks like about. the moto jacket, like a pattern. Like leather jacket. Oh, yeah, okay. but on I'm, the legs. I wasn't familiar with that. Does, does Anything moto Scott Disick would wear. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> does moto stand for something? Is that motorcycle? Hello, moto I don't know. What was that, Casey? It was uh, I uh, messed up. I was speaking Spanish. <laughs> what were you trying to say? Motocicleta. I said cicleta. What is motocicleta? It's a motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> Yes, motorcycle. This concludes style. your Spanish lesson. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're literally motorcycle jeans, or that's what they were originally it's, designed for. Uh, okay. I think they're stupid looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do a lot. What do you need all the zippers for? Uh, <laughs> you look like the gimp. True. Hang, hang on a moment. Let me go to Eric. Eric, good morning, sir. Hey, you guys. Rock. Thanks, man. What's up, buddy? Hey, I know this was mainly from women's point of view, but something I got that drives me up a wall. Yep. If you are wearing any type of suit, I don't care if it's a three-piece suit. I don't care if you're just going out, you know, casual dinner, whatever. Stop wearing loafers without socks. You look ridiculous. This is not the 80s. You are not my Preston, you have committed every (laughs) Preston has loafers without socks. And no socks right now. Now, now let me ask you, Eric. Let me ask you. You're talking about wearing... Now, Preston has shorts on. Are you talking about, like, wearing dress slacks? Yes. Like, I'll tell you what. I didn't know it was still a thing until I recently... On professional wrestling, a lot of the guys are doing it. It's it's they're, they're wearing these suits and these nice clothes, and 
they're, they got these nice shoes on, and then all of a sudden they walk, and they have no socks on. All right, I know what you're uh, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Eric, I just need you to qualify this. What, what, are you, what are you wearing right now? Right now, I'm wearing a pair of socks, a pair of sandals, a pair of sweatpants, and a Star Wars T-shirt. <laughs> wow. Socks, sandals, Star Wars T-shirt. Yeah, I think that we should Worst end dressing the ever. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would get you as soon as I said Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. <laughs> Consider the source, right, Case? Yes. yes. Wow. I, I don't mind that. You knew look. to ask. I don't. I don't mind that look at all. The loafer, but I just I can't wear it because when I see that, I think, oh my god, they, they're going to end up with blisters on their yeah, heels, sweaty <laughs> feet. Well, here's yeah. the thing: sweaty, they sweaty feet. feet. Yeah. They probably aren't sockless. There's probably a no-show sock under there. A socklet. Yeah, if you're going to wear a shoe like that and you want to give the look where right. there's no sock, you put something on. Oh, you under do. It. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They have little bitty anklet. Socks that don't come up above that line, and How they'll, do they they'll stay I don't on. think you should. You should. You should never go sockless unless it's a sandal. That's right. your toes are showing. Yeah. There should be something on underneath. Mm. I, I have nothing. I'm naked socks. Don't your Don't your shoes stink? Uh, no, no, because I don't do it that often. Like uh, I, I do it every now and then, and I'll only do it when it's when the weather is kind of permitting it. Right. I, I don't do it all the time. Uh, no, because you're right. Because if you do that over time, it really will Gross. stink it up. Yeah. But uh, I agree. Um, now, this last item on this list is a, is a general overview. It says anything, this is what uh, <laughs> article of clothing, uh, uh, men's clothing, that there's a huge turn off to women, says anything that tries to be sexy, low V-necks, crop shirts, tight pants, Speedos. Yeah. I hate the V-neck. I hate the, the low V-neck on a guy's shirt. I think it just looks so cheesy. I wear so V-necks cheesy. every now and then. Are they dumb looking? Have no, you seen me? If you no, wear, you're no. not wearing a, a super low V-neck with your chest hair out and a chain. Okay. No, the V-necks you wear are perfect. All right, thank you, That's Kathy. the only thing you do this right. This redeemable <laughs> thing today. You've done one thing right. That, up on the screen here in the studio, yeah. that is a stupid look. Yeah, that's showing your full-on pecs. Yeah. If, if you have them. If it goes all the way down to the top of your shaft, it's too low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so these are a variety of things to keep in mind. Guys, and listen, listen, trust me. Listen to the ladies in your life. Right, they will they will steer you right as far as uh, fashion if goes. If I you're think single, I'm a perfect example of that. Yes, you think you. you <laughs> well, no. and listen, if you're buy you're, more cargo cargo pants. Yeah, you're married. You got three kids. You have a nice house. You got a short house. You, you're comfortable in that. Yeah. You wear it. Wear it, man. You can afford to give up. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you have up. no reason to look attractive. But press you you do have on your list uh, you, the Birkenstocks and yes I'm sorry those are in style are they not uh, but are they in style for men I don't know are they um, I don't know. they're definitely in style for women mm, I don't know about guys okay I don't mind them let me ask dressing Jane right now okay. she's texting <laughs> what were you gonna while add, you're uh, doing that uh, there's a, a saying that says you can tell when a guy got married by his fashion. Okay. Like his fashion stops right the year he gets married. Uh, a certain side of the fashion yeah. does absolutely. It stops you can get when the wife more. stops caring and stops buying the clothes for him. Seriously, that too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, what happens though is that the, the, the guy just says, "I'll just get what I, you know, you 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 like what you like, and and um, that's it. You have your personal taste." Yeah, Rochelle hasn't bought me clothes in ages and that's ages. That's why you have cargo shorts and shoes. With yeah, because I probably, I won't wear it. You know, uh, I'll get gifts every now and then from yeah. like mom, mom or sister. And I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to yeah. wear that one. But, you know, well, this it's list, a nice gesture. 
this list uh, may be a little out of date. Uh, Dressing Jane, who knows everything about fashion, says, yes, Birkenstocks are in style for men. Uh This Reddit thread came out yesterday. Okay. But um, this is just people chiming in on what they personally find less attractive on men. But, I mean, the whole in style thing is kind of, I I find it, I don't know, ridiculous. And, And to some extent, I understand it. I get it. But it's also like, no, I, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? And you don't. don't. If Listen, you don't like it, I don't know. do it. <laughs> Wear what you want. And if you love wearing it, then go for it. Like, yeah, I, I saw a guy at the beach who was wearing those sunglasses that uh, they don't go around the side of your head. They go over the top of your head. And I was like, I was trying <laughs> that not works for you? I was trying Wait, not to judge him. Okay. I, All right. So. I, I, I think I know what you're talking about, so, but I'm not sure. So the, the uh, what, are, what are these called? The arms of the sunglasses? Yeah. They don't go around the side. They go like this. Up over the like head. He, he's oh, like, yeah. It's like he's in Mad Max or something like that. Uh, but, and I saw this guy, and he wasn't wearing it as a joke. Like, he just thought they, they looked badass. Is it, so, so did he have hair? No. And uh, I immediately judged him. And then I, I, you know, I thought about that and I was like, you know what, this guy, he likes the way he looks. <laughs> is this, is and this, I should just leave it at that. Okay, Try not looking to at judge. a picture, Casey, did That's they look exactly like that? what they were. So those look, it looks like something out of Star Wars. Yeah. It looks like you're, you're auditioning for Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's the, what is the point? It, to look I'm, like a dick. <laughs> While they, so he, you know, my assessment is that he probably thinks that they look badass. Okay. You know what I mean? But is there a practical right. uh, yeah, yeah, that's what reason I yes. behind this going up over the top of your head rather than around and resting on your ears? You want an incredibly dumb tattoo line on your head. <laughs> yeah, after you get sunburned. <laughs> I mean, sunburned. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, like, I always liked the uh, the Matrix, the clip-on, the, that concept of the clip-on sunglasses. And if you like that, then you like but that. But they're totally impractical. Mm-hmm. I, I bought a pair off of Amazon just to see what they were like. Yeah. You know, the ones that uh, yeah. uh, Lawrence Morpheus. Fishburne, where you have Morpheus wears. Yeah. The second you start sweating... They slip off? Pop right off. Oh, oh really? Oh. Yeah. And do they hurt, too? No, no, like no. It's, it's, a, it's a light pressure, but any bit of sweat, and they slide right off. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, anyhow, uh, you choose your fashion, but uh, this is just a, an interesting look at. These are what looks attractive. What's a, what's not attractive? What is a actual turn off? Yeah. And according to the women that chimed in on this uh, thread, that's that's what they had uh, put on there. So Th- this is if you're still trying to impress women. Yes, I think that's it. All right. So, with <laughs> but that, we've given up. Yeah. <laughs> look at us. Yeah. I'm done with that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second, and I'll impress you ladies with my bizarre files. (laughs) That's what I do. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang. This year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center Inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Now, (laughs) WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. 
That is brought to you this morning by uh, Stateside Vodka Sodas. They're made with just three simple ingredients. That's Stateside Vodka, sparkling water, and real fruit juice. Available in liquor stores and at statesidevodka.com for pickup or shipping in PA. And we have that as our Word of the Week prize. Nice. So get ready for that. All right. A Montgomery, Minnesota man is accused of taking an acquaintance hostage and then crashing her car in a river where he forced her to take off all her clothes so that they could be baptized. Oh, man. Yeah. He's a man of the cloth. Yeah. Uh, Jared. Crash your car. Herman is charged with second-degree assault and terroristic threats. Now. We're going to get baptized. Police found the victim naked in the creek. She told police Herman had taken her hostage and made her crash the car. In an interview later at the hospital, the victim said that she'd only known him for about a week and had been staying at his home for the last several days, noting he was becoming increasingly unstable. Uh, She said he hadn't slept or eaten much, used some marijuana, and was drinking some alcohol. She noted he was making odd religious statements and burned his cell phone in a fire pit and broke her phone. Then on June 2nd, Herman demanded that he drive her SUV, and she went with because they planned to take his dog for a walk. Once they got in the vehicle, she became increasingly concerned about his behavior. He made comments about uh, dating and marrying her. And when she said they barely knew each other, he got upset and started damaging the inside of her vehicle, pulling off the rearview mirror and wires and throwing them out the window. Time for a baptism! Uh, He made comments about her possessions binding her and then threw her purse and duffel bag with her clothes out the window. Damn it. She said she tried to compromise with him. But he came more agitated. Became more agitated. Herman started uh, taking his hands off the wheel, telling the victim that he'd done this before and crashed two cars. It's okay. I've done this before and I've crashed yeah, yeah. two cars. <laughs> I'm good at this. Uh, he talked about Jesus and then veered into oncoming traffic. She grabbed the wheel so they didn't crash. Herman then asked, "What are you doing? God's got us. Don't you have faith?" She oh. pleaded with Herman to stop, but he didn't. He tried to drive into a tree, but she pulled the wheel and they narrowly missed crashing into a truck. When she pulled the wheel again. God's in that truck. Herman continued to make statements like, what are you doing? God's in control. We're going to Jesus. Trust Jesus. We're doing this. Herman then let go of the wheel. And when the victim tried to grab it, he battered her hands away. And that's when they crashed over a drop off and into the creek. Herman said they'd be baptized in the River Jordan. And he took off all his clothes. Hallelujah! He then dunked his dog under the water in the creek and demanded the victim take off her clothes. She said no, and he ripped her necklace off her neck, and she thought it was going he was going to hurt her. So she complied and took off her clothes. Herman told her to walk in front of him, and she refused. He got mad and began yelling and approached her again, saying that he dis- she disobeyed him and had forsaken him. Oh, no, you don't want to forsake him. No forsaking. Uh, he then walked away. The victim told police she thought she was going to die. Police found Herman <sighs> in the middle of the creek. He was naked, walking in the creek, and yelling, making big, biblical references about being Moses. So now he's Moses. Wait a second. Yeah. Uh, Herman asked, who Did, am I? Does she know that? I don't, I don't think so. That she was that. rooming with Moses? No, I don't think so. That might have changed things. Herman asked, who am I? And when officers just uh, told him to lay on the ground, he raised his arms and yelled, just shoot me now. Police used a taser twice in order to subdue him, and they arrested him. Hey, backing up to another naked, crazy person. That story I had yesterday in the Outback Steakhouse. Yes, the woman. Other grill. Did you see the video of this woman? I, I saw her pulling things off a shelf. She was, I mean, completely in the buff, and yeah. she was taking every single thing off of the shelf. And She's up on the bar. Smashing yeah. it on the ground. Yeah. I, that was more crazy than how I had read the story it was there but you know what a lot of crazy naked people out there i think you found a date for this guy maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe 
Uh, a Texas woman was arrested after spending an entire day at a middle school posing as her 13-year-old daughter <laughs> and documenting her documenting her documenting her experience online as administrators and most teachers failed to notice. Uh, Casey Garcia has been arrested, charged with criminal trespass and tampering with government records. She was uh, uh, the sheriff's office was first alerted to. Uh, several social media posts circulating online documenting the incident. The incident happened at Garcia Enrique's Middle School. She was later taken into custody at her home. In one of the videos posted on YouTube titled, Going to School as My 13-Year-Old Daughter, Garcia is seen wearing a yellow hoodie, glasses, and a black face mask entering the school. This is so effed up. Yeah, Garcia said she put on fake tanner and dyed her hair to better resemble her, te- better resemble her teen daughter, Julie. When she walked into the school, she wrote down her daughter's ID number that she had memorized. Uh, she can then be heard saying good morning to who she says was the principal. Garcia said she spoke to another faculty member and then attended all of her daughter's classes. Though some students eventually recognize her, she thanks them at the end of the video for keeping her secret. What mother has this amount of time? She said, we better, we need to better security at our schools. This is what I tried to prove. There are lunatics out there that dress like their children. <laughs> uh, yeah, Garcia said, I didn't do this to get views. I didn't do this to get likes. I didn't do this to, so people could be mad at me, and uh, I can never walk around El Paso again. She said, teachers were so preoccupied about the students who were online that they weren't paying attention to the students who were there physically. I think the deal breaker for me was actually walking in and posing as a seventh grader. I mean, I'm no spring chicken, but it wasn't hard. And I got asked at the prom. Garcia said that she made it through all seven periods until the last teacher asked her to stay after class and confronted her. She said it was for a social experiment. I wanted to see if I could make it through the entire day without anybody noticing. I'd say up until seventh period is a very long day for a 30-year-old. Uh, there have been one too many mass shootings in school, she said, uh, and she was doing it to prove that point. But, I mean, come, come on, on, man. When that's, you ask for a hall pass because you're having menopausal hot flashes. That's just, that's yeah. you, you don't go about doing it that way. Uh, let's see here. Ah, oh, here's, here's a lovely story. We'll end on this one. <laughs> I don't like to end on messed up ones, but we're ending on this one. A man threw a severed head at a voting station in the uh, Terrazas del Valle neighborhood of the Mexican border city of Tijuana on Sunday. Is that how they vote? Mexicans were casting votes in midterm elections in one of the bloodiest election campaigns in Mexico's recent history. 91 politicians had been killed and attacks rose by 17.5% to 910 compared to the 2017-2018 election cycle. Uh, Local authorities said the man tried to run away. Uh, but did not specify whether he was captured. They said that they also found plastic bags with human remains and severed hands nearby. Jesus Christ. It was not immediately clear whether the violence was related to the election. All 500 seats in the lower house, 15 state governorships, and thousands of local leadership positions are up for grabs with some 93.5 million Mexicans eligible to vote. The influences of the cartels are so... Like, I told you that story, Preston, of a woman who was running for mayor of a small town. Yeah, yeah. She went on social media and said, come down and say hi, and she was shot to death in about yep. 15 minutes. Yep, there are some uh, crazy criminals that take it to extreme lengths. All right, and that's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. we got a lesson question standing by. Cool prize, too. Guns N' Roses tickets. That's cool. So hopefully you will win. We'll be back in a second. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower. Built for taking it easy. We're talking lemonade on a lazy afternoon easy. 
That's why we added the Easy Change 30-Second Oil Change System to make the job nice and simple. And with the convenience of standard mulch control, you'll control your clippings without any extra effort. So you can get back to the good stuff because lawns aren't just for mowing, they're for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Another warm one today. Uh, We're going to have humidity uh, that's going to be an issue. And with the mercury getting up to like 91 degrees or so, it's going to feel hotter than that, obviously. We do have some scattered thunderstorms expected. Uh, Slowly cooling off. Tomorrow's 88 with some afternoon thunderstorms. Thursday, 83, scattered thunderstorms. And Friday, 70 were showers expected, so not great, but, yeah, no. Uh, at least Saturday, I'm not seeing any rain in the forecast as of now, mid-70s, so that could be all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are done with traffic, so that means that we have a lesson question we got to get to. And as I said earlier, we have your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Guns N' Roses at Hard Rock Hotel in Casino Atlantic City, September. Uh, there are two shows, uh, Saturday, September 11th, and Sunday, the 12th. So the question that I think we're going to go with is this. Uh, according to listener Steve, what is the perfect post-sex snack to put in the oven? 215-263-WMMR. According to listener Steven, what's the perfect post-sex snack to put in the oven? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard him call in, tell the story. You need to call us now and see if you can get the prize. We're going to do the trash while you're doing that. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Sequoia. Sequoia Outback has any and everything you can imagine to make your deck or outside space a source of comfort and pride. Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, construction crews have unearthed human remains near Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's estate in Santa Barbara. Investigators believe the crew inadvertently unearthed a secret burial ground for former American Idol winners. (laughs) (laughs) Wayne Brady says he's honored just to be nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award alongside the late Alex Trebek. Brady does admit that that sense of honor will end immediately if he loses to a dead guy. Yeah. Hey, hey! And finally, Tiger King's Jeff Lowe back in the news after he and his wife Lauren were arrested for drunk driving on Saturday. Lowe admits he should have let his wife do more of the driving because she was less drunk. God. (laughs) That's the guy with the do-rag and the hat on top of it, right? Uh Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. Uh, According to listener Stephen, what is the perfect post-sex snack to put in the oven? I will go to Trevor for the answer. Hey, Trevor. How we doing today? Good, buddy. All right, what's the perfect post-sex snack? French fries. You got it. (laughs) Burned his unit on uh, the oven. Uh, Trevor, hang on. We are going to give you, sir, a pair of tickets to see Guns N' Roses. Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. It's happening this September. Tickets for both shows, Saturday, September 11th, Sunday, September 12th. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Complete concert information at WMMR.com, by the way. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Jersey Mike's. You can try the new grilled portabella and Swiss sub only at Jersey Mike's. Order on the app and skip the line. Jersey Mike's, you can be a sub above. Well, breaking news that just came across. Uh, Foo Fighters tweeted out the following message. 
We've been waiting for this day for over a year, and the garden, meaning Madison Square Garden, is going to feel that hard. New York, get ready for the long for a long ass night of screaming our heads off together to 26 years of foo. So the, the celebration, they're playing a concert on June 20th. That wow. is 12 days away. Wow! And they're just announcing that right now. Uh, there is a public on sale on the 11th uh, at uh, 10 a.m. Is the 11th on Friday? Yeah. All right, so 10 a.m. is when that will go on sale. So full capacity? Foo Fighters. You know what I don't know, Steve? Um, that is a really good question. I mean, the the city basically hung a complete 180. They mm-hmm. were in maximum lockdown, and now they've just thrown up, open everything. So it might be. Yeah, very well maybe. So maybe they were waiting for news like that before they uh, did an on sale as such. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but, yeah, Foo Fighters uh, playing Madison Square Garden on the 20th. What day of the week is that, uh, Nick? Sunday. That's a Sunday night. Yeah. All right. Uh, tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m., so just heads up on that. Speaking of New York, Bruce Springsteen has announced a limited return of his Springsteen on Broadway show, and it'll start later this month at Manhattan's, and I, I don't know how to pronounce the name of this theater, uh, Juju Mason Street, uh, James Not Theater. Not familiar. It's J-U-J-A-M-C-Y-N. Juju Berry? Juju Berry Street, uh, James um, Theater. Um, shows will begin Saturday, June 26th, with additional performances taking place through the 4th of September. I heard it was not his Broadway show, but he was actually uh, doing The Elephant Man. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no. I'm an elephant. That'll be good. <laughs> no, not. Stop being an elephant. No, it's, you have a, <laughs> a, a, a deformity, a birth uh, defect. That, uh, what? Yeah, it's not, you're not actual elephant. Take this elephant out. Costume off, man. <laughs> Did you read the script? I did not. I must admit, I was a little busy. What do elephants sound like anyway? It's like, okay, yeah. Uh, audience uh, members... You, you can put the peanuts away. Audience members will be required to provide proof of full COVID-19 <laughs> vaccination in order to enter the theater. Uh, tickets go on sale uh, this Thursday at noon through the show's official ticketing provider, SeatGeek, uh, for a full... There is a little elephant. <laughs> Wandering through the muck and mine. I often would sit there strumming my guitar and then think, I can't do it, I got these big stumping feet. For a full list of performances and information on uh, purchasing tickets, uh, you can uh, check their website and get it. What were you going to say, Case? Which I... Oh. Uh, what was I going to say? It's I hard to play the harmonic at the end of your trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Let me fade around And I never forget things Though if you watch cartoons Apparently I'm very afraid of mice (laughs) It's a beautiful song It is Something about going to graveyards and Baby elephants Uh, I was going to say, Preston That we had tickets to see Actually Hugh Jackman on Broadway in the Elephant Man? No. <laughs> music Man. Different Man. Oh, yeah. Different Man. He was, this guy was all music. <laughs> oh, he's playing year? the Elephant Man as the Music Man. That's right. We got trouble. What? It stands for pool. That's what he's saying. Uh, I had no idea that, yeah. uh, that they were even planning that. If you just purchased musical instruments, you would have to turn around from the sinful ways you adopted. What are you saying? Yeah. 
in Gary, Indiana once. So does that count? No. No. Oh, Gary! Indiana. God. Springsteen said in a statement, we're still on this story. Right. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we, well, we got more Music Man songs, too. Announcing so. the new stand, I love doing Springsteen on Broadway, and I'm thrilled to have been asked to reprise the show as part of the reopening of Broadway. You have Shapoopy? Oh. Don't, no, don't do it. Don't we got do Family Guy Shapoopy. Yeah, no, we okay. have both Shapoopies. Oh, we have uh, two Shapoopies? We, we have two Shapoopies. <laughs> According to... Ladies and sitting in the front row, we should have provided smocks. According to the announcement, uh, proceeds from the opening night of Spring Scene on Broadway uh, will be... Donates to a group of local New York and New Jersey charities. Now a woman who kissed on her very first date is usually a hussy. And a woman who kissed on her second time out is anything but fussy. But a woman who wait till the third time around, head in the clouds, feet on the ground. She's the girl he's glad he's found. She's his shapoopy, 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 shapoopy. Okay. Is that Buddy Hackett? It is Buddy Hackett. Oh, I don't think I ever knew that. Mm. One of the Yankees? Mm. <laughs> Who's your favorite civil <laughs> rascal? Alfalfa. Spanky. Dinner. Dinner. All right, Springsteen. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Uh, they're giving away by, uh, uh, money to charity. There you go. Okay, we're moving on. Okay. 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 All right. Sinner. Uh, <laughs> hit that again, please. One okay. more time. You wouldn't mind. Sinner. <laughs> All right, uh, Kid Rock was caught on camera over the weekend using a homophobic slur on what? stage at a Tennessee bar. In the video published on Monday by TMZ, Rock is calling out crowd members filming him at Fish Lips Bar and Grill in Smithville, Tennessee, when he yells out, you effing F-words with your iPhones out. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, and he saved it for Pride Month, too, right? Uh, he also sings in a video, you can post this D right here. Well, and, of course, he said it while grabbing his crotch and looking right at the camera. Uh, Rock made headlines last month. When his Nashville bar hosted Morgan Wallen for his first performance uh, since being caught on camera saying the N-word back in February. So he's keeping all kinds of great company. So what's this? We're looking at a video. Is is that money at the on this floor? Yeah, it looks like it. Maybe wow. people were throwing tips up there. I don't know. I, or, or maybe that's what they do that's, for that's, the band. Oh, okay. You know, and, that looked like a strip club floor. I assume maybe he just jumped up on stage to perform a little bit. And, right. But, I, Steve, I have no idea. I have no idea. That's the club Kathy goes to, right? <laughs> uh, no, it was his big-ass honky-tonk. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. In Nashville. It's a different one. Um, Van Halen fans are blown away by the appearance of a very rarely seen promo video shot for the band's 1981 favorite, So This Is Love. Uh, Louder Sound posted the backstory for the clip from a YouTuber named uh, Cosmo Van Halen Italia. So I watched this video. Oh, my God, it's horrible. 
it's oh, really? it's really cool seeing video of Van Halen that I haven't seen before. Right. But they're in uh, they're in Italy. It's settled in a Jurassic <laughs> Park in Italy, a prehistoric park. It's got these uh, dinosaur replicas. Right, large, full one to one scale. Yeah, it's near Milan, by the way, which so is where most dinosaurs lived. The band was engaged in a European tour for promoting Fair Warning, and the videos aired on Italian state television RAI One during a TV show called Happy Circus. Uh, Van uh, Van Halen Italia fan club. Found those video clips and shared them with fans uh, all over the world. So, you know, bands used to do promo videos sure, before yeah. MTV was around. And I, whose ever idea this was, I guess they were touring Italy and they said, hey, we got time. Let's go shoot a video. And it's literally got Dave, like, almost humping the leg of a Baranosaurus. And it's really bad and it's really oh fun at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so we have that at WMMR.com. You want to get a little laugh? Go take a look at this. But I also, I, Eddie Van Halen, I loved this outfit he was wearing back in the day when he was out. He's wearing these uh, red and white striped uh, long sleeve shirt, and right. he had these red and white striped long like knee socks and white pants. And with that guitar with Frankenstein, at, back in the day, I just thought it was you know it was rock and roll circus is what it was. Sure, sure. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And, so. and uh, um, yeah, so. David Lee Roth looked like some sort of bizarre gypsy. Well, yeah, he kind of is dressed like uh, Joey in Friends when he was wearing all of Chandler's clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who, David Lee Roth? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Everything's mismatched and and, uh, and layered. So, But anyhow, WMMR.com, you want to see that, it's worth a look. And then finally, Judas Priest just rolled out the rescheduled dates for its 50 Heavy Metal Years Tour. Uh, the track, which now includes initial 17 cities added to the itinerary, will feature Sabaton. Serving as the openers on most dates. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. And they do have a couple of dates in our area. First of all, it's going to kick off uh, in Reading at the Santander uh, Arena. Uh, and that is on September 8th. And they will be in Philadelphia October 25th at the Met. So tickets will go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. if you want to get those. Uh, Steve, going back to your question about the Foo Fighters and the Garden, it is full capacity. However, all guests over the age of 16 will need to be fully vaccinated for this event, and they okay. have to provide proof upon entry. So uh, the Foo Fighters show, which is on uh, June 20th, tickets go on sale this Friday, uh, full capacity, but you must be vaccinated. There you go. All right, and that is Music News. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. We'll get a winner for Tattoo We'll get you the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, see what Pierre's got in store for the day, and tell you what's coming up tomorrow as well. So we've still got more to come. Stay with us. Teachers rock, and WMMR thinks they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your school. No quizzes, smart boards, or TI-83s. Just listen at 615 when they'll announce a random area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for the coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. So listen for the day's featured high school and Preston and Steve's coolest teacher. Weekdays at 615. Sponsored by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Class dismissed. A Tuesday, the Preston and Steve show. Enjoyable day today. Uh, Weather-wise, a um, little bit. We're, we're, we're starting. We're going to get into this kind of rocky period over the next few days, where we have uh, some scattered thunderstorms. Right. Uh, it's going to happen today. Temperatures going to start to drop though. Ninety-one today. 
Uh, maybe some afternoon rain tomorrow with a high of 88. Cooler temperatures on Thursday, 83 will be the high. Scattered thunderstorms. And then as of now, Friday looks like mainly rain in the day. 70 is our high. Hey. And then uh, Saturday, mostly cloudy and 76 degrees. So um, we'll see how it how it all peters out over the weekend. The week following, and you can't really trust, you know, anything that many days into the future, but the week after looks pretty good. I hope but so. But the following weekend predicted to be in the lower 80s and sunny. All right. So it, let's see if we can get to that. That's what I want. Yeah. All right. We're working on it. Uh, I would like to thank our guests on the program today. We had an amazing conversation. Had no idea this guy was going to be as fun as he was. It was great. Legendary Dr. Bob Ballard yeah. discovered the Titanic, uh, the Bismarck, a whole just tons and tons of wreckages in the ocean. But he said his uh, some of his biggest accomplishments were... Uh, finding some, you know, like microbes and things like that in the, the vents and, and uh, the, the uh, volcanic vents and so forth. Right, water. because that's an indicator that life can, and he believes firmly, does believe that life exists even within our solar system on, like, Europa, the moon yeah. of Jupiter. Yeah, fascinating individual and a super nice guy and very, very funny. Uh, his special is called Bob Ballard and explores life. It debuts uh, June 14th on Nat Geo. And then we had Lappy, Ian LaPerriere. Oh, it was also funny. He's yeah. a funny guy, too, man. He's so cool, and I'm really happy for him. And he seems happy in his new position as the head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantom. So it was uh, nice to have uh, Ian on with us. All right, we need to do the letter of the day. You going to do it, Case? Yes, who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's Zo. That's I was about to yeah, correct. Zo. Right. Yeah, Zo is... Uh, is uh, it's a Debella, right? Debella, yeah. Yazoo. No. No. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the, le- the letter. O, as an O range. All right. That's not even a word. But we have an O. And we also have two cases of stateside soda, then also two bottles of stateside vodka and two rocks glasses to set you up with. Now, stateside vodka sodas... Are made with just three simple ingredients as stateside vodka, sparkling water, and real fruit juice. It's available in <laughs> liquor stores and statesidevodka.com for pickup uh, or shipping in that Pennsylvania. Fruit juice is real. <laughs> <laughs> real fruit juice. Real Casey fruit. thought he saw them. Oh, what? <gasps> yeah. yeah. I, it wasn't him, but oh. oh, God, I wish it was him. I actually drove past his house, too. Uh, the other day, didn't see. For those who don't know, this is a guy who was naked. This guy thought that those tornadoes were real. Uh, yeah, I had to. I was driving with a with a, a fence panel on the roof of my car, and I thought it was going to fall off, so I had to pull into this parking lot. And this guy comes out of a Dairy Queen, and I was like, "Is that really him?" And it was not, but it looked like him. So this guy, as the story goes, Casey, you know this guy. He worked at the pool that you used to work at. He owned the right. Pool he owned company. the pool, yeah. right? And so it, they'd seen Twister. And uh, do we determine whether he actually was he just saying they look so realistic? They look so real. He oh, was okay. just saying right. they actually filmed real tornadoes, but. He was telling me and my younger brother, he's like, I saw Twister last night. Let me tell you, those tornadoes were real. So you mentioned he thought they were actual real tornadoes. Yes. All right, cue the tornado. We got the big scene here. Yeah. Uh, rewind the tornado. Yeah. We, we, after we set. All right. Um, you know what we need to do? We got to give away a tattoo. Oh! From floating world tattoo and piercing. And our winner this morning of the Preston Steve tattoo is... 
Amber Eberly from Emmaus, Pennsylvania. Where's that? I don't know. Is that near Reading? Uh, Isn't it near Allentown? Sure. I know it's the home of Dick Click Chalk. Oh, that's right. You know what? We did determine that, didn't we? What? Did you say Big Dick Chalk? No, no. Dick well, Blick. Dick Blick. Maybe I said, I'm did I say Big Dick? dick? I don't know. It sounded like you said Big, big Dick. Did I really? I don't know. <laughs> I meant Dick Blick. I, I said. I, no, you probably said Dick Blick, but I, I, right. I've forgotten that name. That's the whole Big Dick Chalk. <laughs> Man, I. <laughs> Dude, they I should. That stuff is huge. Uh, it was real. <laughs> Where is I'm it, man? Dick Blick. It's uh, up by, uh, by Allentown, okay. Lehigh Valley. Wow. All right, well, Amber. It's next to Vaginaville. Eberly, you're going to have to uh, head to 1729 South Street in Philadelphia <laughs> because we're going to set you up with a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, if you are interested in their artwork, it's easy. Go to floatingworldtattoos.com or their Instagram account is at floatingworldtattoos. So uh, let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. has been brought to you today. By Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, Acme, they have everything that you need to prep for this summer season. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, and brought to you by Everfresh Juices and Juice Drinks. Everfresh, good juices for good times. Uh, tomorrow on the program, it's Wednesday, we'll have a secret text where we will go live on Fox Good Day and we will fill the rest of that morning with all the goodness you need to make it into work. That is it. We are done. Our rage on. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower. Built for taking it easy. We're talking lemonade on a lazy afternoon easy. That's why we added the Easy Change 30-second oil change system to make the job nice and simple. And with the convenience of standard mulch control, you'll control your clippings without any extra effort. So you can get back to the good stuff. Because lawns aren't just for mowing, they're for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more.